in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, The Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And a welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and once again seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel, join us in the chat each and every day. And yes, you have to subscribe on the YouTube channel to get into the chat, but that's how you get involved with the program. You want to welcome back Flostradamus, Jeremy Green. After what was just a riveting oh, week. Oh, I, 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 how do I put this delicately? If you've never served jury duty, you should have to. And if they say, hey, you're going to be the alternate, then just go, nope, and defecate on yourself or whatever it takes to get <laughs> you out of that room. Don't do that because it's not fun at all. <laughs> An entire week. Sit there. You didn't even get on the jury. No. So, and you're not allowed to tell anybody that either. So you go through the entire process like you're a juror, and then they put you in a jail cell, basically, and make you sit there by yourself. Uh, yeah, it was. And now, first of all, I do have to say this. Uh, the, the judges and the, the, the bailiffs, and we had the sweetest woman, the, the clerk of court that was moving us between all the rooms, because you can't see other people they have to escort you everywhere you go they were phenomenal if you ever have to go to the courthouse just tell these people you appreciate them a because their jobs make my head hurt b they're phenomenal at them and i yep there's 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 a lot that goes into it (laughs) might have might have made some friends might have made some enemies who knows i mean as you're gonna do Oh, no doubt. I actually, the last 25 minutes of my next stand-up will be this entire thing. (laughs) The whole process. Yes, Uh, and it will be uncensored. It will not be on radio, and I can say everything that I want to say. Yeah. From what I was told, it sounds like an absolute uh, injustice was carried out. Well, uh, you said that. I did. Uh, You said that. I did not. I'm just taking what I have been told about the process. doesn't sound like a process that I would want to be involved in. And uh, an outcome that I would not have been in well, support Well, I mean, of, and that's but, the thing you know. is, uh, you know what? You know what jury duty should definitively tell you? Don't ask somebody's opinion unless you want it. Uh, and a handful of people learned that the hard way right after the verdict was read. <laughs> because they asked Jeremy what he thought, and he happily told them. <laughs> Forcefully, actually. Forcefully. Like, you guys are crazy! But... but- we're Here back. We you know, we had some things. We've still got a little bit of internet issues because lovely charter. They called me while I was on jury duty. Like, Hey, we can be there today. Awesome. I can't because <laughs> I'm in a jury room. So 
How about we put a pin in that until next week? Indeed, indeed. So, uh, yes, we are glad to have you back in the studio with us here. It is good to be back. Glad to be back uh, into the flow of things, and I am just, I am ready and raring to just rip the Band-Aid on this NFL offseason and be done with it. Well, I mean, we are done with it. This is the time that we have waited for. We're back. And I'm uh, and I'm excited to be back. Right. Today, I'm excited to be in a place where people will listen to what I have to say. Today is the deadline for the franchise tag. Uh, if you're going to get a long-term extension done with your franchise players, then you need to have a deal done by 4 o'clock today. It does not appear. I mean, we're getting close. Getting close to the deadline here. We're under an hour to go. And no reports of a Saquon Barkley deal. No reports of a, uh, of a Josh Jacobs deal. And no report on Tony Pollard, who I mean he's already signed his franchise tender, yes. so he's gonna be he's gonna be at camp. He should be good with his ten million dollars for this season. Coming off that leg break, a hundred percent. Sign me up for ten million dollars right now. Uh in in I'll theory, yes. Now Saquon Barkley, he that's a little play. bit more. There, there's more to that. Doesn't want to play on the ten million dollars. I wouldn't want to play on it either. If I'm a running back, I'm looking at all these guys that can't get deals. The fact that Alvin Cook still hasn't signed because nobody's offering him any money. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I'm probably not going to play under that deal. I'm not. It doesn't make any sense, and I'm not going to do it. So who blinks is the question. I mean, from what I have heard about the process with the New York Giants is that they they have been telling everybody that will listen there is a deal. We will get a deal done. We're going to sew him up long-term. Apparently, the crux in this discussion is the guaranteed money. They don't want to give him as much. He wants, you know, I don't know that he he probably doesn't want a fully guaranteed contract, but he's not going to sign a three-year deal that only has like $10 million of it guaranteed. And he shouldn't. I don't blame him for that. Well, and that's uh, that gets into the crux of the problem of who blinks well if you're the giants i don't necessarily have to blink because at the end of the day yes you're a dynamic weapon and you're fantastic and all the accolades that you deserve you're still a running back Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day nfl teams at this point value running backs roughly the same way they value kickers which seems ridiculous to me It, it just does i mean i get that if you're talking i'm trying to think of a player Hey, let's use my poster boy, the guy that I like to say is the greatest running back in the NFC East. It's uh, Antonio Gibson. So Antonio Gibson has a has a problem with his um w- w- with his contract, right? And with, and so well, with he, his role, right? Right. But he 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 has a problem. He wants to get paid. I can understand going to him and saying, you know what? I don't have to give you all that guaranteed money. I don't have to give you guaranteed money because I can get just about the same production out of you or are out of another player as I can with you. I don't feel that way about Saquon Barkley. I don't feel that I feel like Saquon Barkley is in that upper echelon where the New York Giants have to look at themselves and go, are we going to be as competitive without Saquon Barkley as we would be with him? I think you've got to be an idiot to say, well, we just don't need him. No, no, no. I don't think anybody is, is delusional enough to think they don't need him. It comes into, name me the last time that a running back got that second deal and we didn't get two years into it and go, man, that's, you might as well just set money on fire. 
because that is awful. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get to, and that's why you've got so many, you, you've had so many running backs, three biggest names in the, the this franchise deadline. They're all running backs. Mm-hmm. That's not ironic. No, it's not it's ironic because- that the New York Giants went to Daniel Jones and went. Well, we're going to pay bad money, but we might as well pay bad money to a quarterback as opposed to a running back. Mm-hmm. Nobody with an IQ above salad dressing thinks Daniel Jones is more important to that team than Saquon Barkley is. But it but comes down to is. scarcity of the position. And there right. is no scarcity there's, with running backs. Right. There's no scarcity at the position with running backs. There is with quarterbacks. You got teams fighting over, or would be, if you threw out all these guys on the market, uh, all the quarterbacks say you just snapped your fingers and everybody's a free agent. Well, you got all of the top guys will be gobbled up, but then you still got 16 teams probably that would be fighting over Daniel Jones. Which, just saying that out loud, you hear how absolutely ludicrous that is. But it's the truth, right? It I'm is not, the I'm truth. not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just pulling smoke no. here. Like this is, this is where we're at with quarterbacks. You look at Daniel Jones and go, he's a mediocre as hell quarterback, mm-hmm. but he's still important to how a, how a, uh, a franchise runs. He's still important to the process. Because you don't want to end up with Baker Mayfield. Oh, you, you mean like like your team? Like my team. Like my team. I would full on just go uh, biblical and sacrifice someone to God if you could tell me I could have something better than Baker Mayfield at quarterback this year. So people would fight over Daniel Jones. No doubt. Now, they would fight over Saquon Barkley as well, but to a much lesser extent. Mm-hmm. The money's I mean, not going to be problem. as high because, I mean, in the end, you are kind of a dispensable piece. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Look how many running backs. Ezekiel Elliott, barely gotten a sniff. Kareem Hunt, I have not heard him attached to one team. Nope. Leonard Fournette, not much, if anything. And so you get to a point where you're like, uh, okay, yes, Saquon, you are. I would say he's an elite running back. I think Absolutely. he's an elite talent. Absolutely. But you're still running back. And that's the one thing that you can't get around. Mm-hmm. But the Giants have to make this move, right? They have to They have to put a deal in front of him. Well, I mean, you don't have to do anything but pay taxes and die. So You know I, what I mean. I, I, I do. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm not just being glib there because that's a line that I really like using. The only thing you have to do is pay taxes and die. Mm-hmm. So do they have to blink here? No. They don't have to. We saw Pittsburgh do this with Le'Veon Bell. And I don't find it ironic that in the last seven days, since the well, since the last time I've been on a show, Le'Veon Bell's come out and apologized to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have taken the situation, not the money. Yeah. Just like Joe Mixon just did. Take That's the, a good point. Take the situation, not the money. Although he did both at the same time. <laughs> I mean, this is the whole Forrest Gump. Both of them is happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't have any guaranteed money this year. He was supposed to, sure, he was supposed to make $10 million this year, but none of that was guaranteed. But he turned it into guaranteed money by taking the deal, taking the pay cut over the next two years to stretch out that money. Obviously, he has his legal issues, and Saquon doesn't have anything like that in his future to put things in jeopardy. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility f- or, or or I don't think Saquon's out of his mind for not wanting to play for $10 million just one year fully guaranteed. I think I, – I, I, I believe I would stand behind him going for 14. 
Oh, I will not. I will not besiege him for chasing every U.S. dollar he possibly can get. Mm-hmm. Because it's running. Back. I mean, look, third full contracts. That's not happening. I don't care who you are. Right. You know, we just saw DeAndre Hopkins get more than I thought he was going to get as a 30-year-old receiver. You're not going to see that out of a running back. So this is your shot. This yep. is your bite at the apple, and I I don't have a problem with you going to get it. I, I really don't. The question is, how do you how do you convince them of that, and what do you eventually settle on? Would you be happy with a three years at $13 million? How much of that has to be guaranteed? So you got a $36 million contract. How much does that have to be guaranteed for Saquon to take the to, Well, you're not going to guarantee, you're not getting a guarantee of more than half. So and see I think I would I, I I think I would demand it. I wouldn't play for anything less than half of it guaranteed. Like and, if you're going to give me and 36 million, there's a possibility dollars, they're going to look at you and go, "Well, then you're just not going to play." And, and and maybe so. And and at that point I will play for the 10 million dollars. And that's because I'm not leaving ten million dollars on the table. Ten million dollars. He's still one of the top eight paid running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get your. You feel like you're worth two or three money, but I'm not giving you as much as Christian McCaffrey got. He's playing on sixteen million dollars this year. We're not coming close to that. No. And, uh, and I Alvin just, Kamara I, is two at fifteen. I don't know. I don't think I'm giving you that either. But we can very well talk in the 14 range. And see, I don't think they're going to come anywhere near that. Really? I don't. I don't. I mean, you look up and down the market, and there's just not there's not a whole lot of comps. And as this keeps going, it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Which is why in the next 45 minutes, New York better come up with a scenario. <laughs> and, I, and I don't, I don't know just... if that's possible. I don't know that it's going to happen. I don't know if it's possible because it was reported, what, last week, I believe it was, the week before last, it was reported that Saquon and the Giants were close. And then he up and flipped and got a new agent. He went from Rock Nation to CAA. He brought in the big dogs because I guess somebody from CAA got in his ear and went, there's no reason you should be taking this much money. I can get you way more than that. And a CAA comes in and says, I can get you 14 because I, I got to imagine that's where they're at. We're talking not of what top, he wants or what no, he's going to get. I'm, I'm saying that's where the discussion has to be. Because I think the Giants would be just hanging up the phone if he said, I want 17 a year. They're like, screw that. We're oh, not no. doing that. Nobody's ever getting Christian McCaffrey money again. I think they're hanging up at 14. Maybe. I do. I think if that's where if that's where Saquon Barkley is, then this is going to be ugly for an extended period of time. And it just strikes me as I don't. I guess I never. I just never thought he would be a guy that would do that. Like I would think Saquon would be the guy to, that would take the deal. Take the deal, not necessarily like Joe Mixon, because I don't have to. Joe Mixon painted himself into this corner, right? I had to take the pay cut to stay on a winning team. I mean, and, and I to get, get some I, security. I, and you're talking about because of the the personal issues, absolutely. I, and I don't disagree, but I don't necessarily know that that's exactly why this happened. I think the Joe Mixon thing happened because they looked around and went, you know what? I, what is the what is the real difference between you and Samaj Piran? 
we know you're a better running back. Mm-hmm. Samaj Piran was pretty good last year, too. Mm-hmm. We let him walk out the door, and he got, what, $2.5 million from the Broncos? Mm. There is there is no absence of running backs on the market. Yeah. And yeah. this is simple supply and demand. When there is a crazy amount of supply of guys that you can have for the low, low price of just three ninety nine, dollars it's like one you don't have a whole lot of leverage. Right. We know you're better. We know you're better. You're still a running back. Mm-hmm. That's worth and if I don't strike now and get the money, when can I? That's the problem that the running backs have. No, no doubt. Josh Jacobs is coming off of a great year. Fantastic year. He will never have another year like that. I don't think. And that's – I don't either. Uh, and it's ironic you said that because since we're back, we've been gone forever. Now it's time to talk about fantasy football. And so today we're going to talk about players that – well, they, they concern us mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. Guys that we're not necessarily as high on, that'll be the Daily Draft. Tank and I going back and forth. For those of you that have asked for a way to keep up with the Daily Draft, you now have one of those. You'll see that at 5 o'clock. You'll be able to see who each one of us have drafted. I had a lot of time to sit in a room by myself, and, and we have new graphics and all the things. And we've already learned in the first segment when Jeremy's gone for two whole weeks <laughs> sometimes he forgets to plug things in and things go sideways four minutes in it's all good it's all good it's time a- passes and nothing really changes <laughs> you are in the sportsocracy this is espn Asheville, 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 i believe real estate isn't about properties it's about people i'm clarissa hyatt zach with exp realty serving all of western north carolina Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer. And the good ones, somehow, a little better. That's what family is all about. Whether they walk on two legs or four. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. The original Tough Man Contest hits the ring at Silverado's in Black Mountain July 28th and 29th. See the toughest fighters go toe-to-toe in live action. Tickets are 20 bucks in advance and 30 the day of the show. The original Tough Man Competition, July 28th and 29th at Silverado's in Black Mountain. Ringside and VIP tickets are available. Get yours now at SilveradosWNC.com. SilveradosWNC.com. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, ain't God? Welcome back into the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. And don't forget, we you know, we've been gone for a little Trust while. Trust me, we didn't forget. We just, <laughs> we you know, life happens. You have to do your civic duty. Uh, we've been gone for a little while, vacations and jury duties and all of that, and wanted to remind everybody that there's still time to get in on the Beer City's Ultimate Fantasy Football Weekend Experience thing. 
If you want us to host <laughs> your league's fantasy football draft, that's really easy to do. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the links in the description of the video. Or if you're driving around in your car, don't do unsafe things because you don't want to do crimes. Because you might end up, never mind. <clears throat> no, no good can come from what I'm going to say. It is going to be a quote-unquote one-of-a-kind draft experience uh, with us emceeing your draft, being the uh, you know, commissioner, calling out the picks. We're going to get the uh, full red carpet treatment for you and your buddies. It's up to a 12-man league. Uh, we're not doing, you know, 16 teams. Yeah, if you've got some 20-team uh, and... vampire, yeah, sorry, we're, we can't really uh... – we don't have the infrastructure for that. No, no, but it's up to uh, for leagues up to twelve people, um, and you can get in on the on the contest there. Uh, all of the links are in the description on the YouTube channel. You can also find that on our social medias. Uh, but now's the time as fantasy season is rolling up, or or or, or yeah, rolling up to us. I guess uh, is the way I need to put that. Um, and you know. It's time. It's time to start focusing on this with training camp starting in two weeks. Well, and it's ironic you said that, the fantasy football season is creeping up on us, because what that means is that it's almost time for our second edition of the Battle for the Belt. And we've, we, we took the rules from last year. We did some things well. We did some things not as well. And on Friday... We are going to tell you what is different this year from last year. And I will just give you a, we'll, we'll give you a little teaser. It's beneficial if you're one of the people that got in early as opposed to waiting until after Friday. Nice. So there's a little benefit there. Also, the way this year's rules work. So long as you keep advancing, there will not be a situation like last year where, well, we come to the last week and Michael Meadows has just absolutely dog-walked us all because this year there's two belts. Yeah. Dude, what, there's like a runner-up belt? Nope. You have to tune in on Friday. I'll tell oh, you are we getting a loser belt? Uh, tell me there's a loser. I saw one of those on Facebook the other day. like, I need a loser belt because that's one I can actually win. <laughs> It's just like, got a, it's got a, a emoji of a do on it. See, now that's it. Uh, see, I get that. That could be a that could be a punishment that I could get down with. Nope. You know, so there are tattoo leagues that do the you know the loser of the league has a tattoo done by everybody. Loser belt. I like that idea. Uh, no, I, uh, I still am completely dedicated to getting the, you into a tattoo. Because one. the picture that I saw was a guy with a belt, and it was kind of a diamond shaped plaque on the front of the belt and had a big old like rainbow unicorn thing on the front that said i suck at fantasy football well, absolutely that's that's the kind of loser league that i could get on board with uh, see i'm gonna get you in a tattoo league no you're not 100 i am no you're not i don't care how i have to incentivize it and i don't care if you think you can get all other 10 people in that league to team up against me not only am i gonna get you in one i'm gonna beat you and i'm gonna make you get the because <laughs> i have one that would be hilarious at least and for you exactly why i will never do that well i mean it's not as good as the one i came up with for uh cowboy zach hurst which is why he absolutely refuses to do one of those leagues ever 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 because i made the stupid mistake of telling him right and now he won't do it see i need to be in a, in a league with level-headed people who are like ah you know it's gonna be funny but it could still be something that's not gonna you know embarrass you for the rest of your life kind of thing 
I would do a a tattoo league with eleven listeners of this show. If we could come up with eleven listeners of this show that went, yeah, let's do that. I'm in. It is the sports talk. No tattoo leagues in the battle for the belt. Uh, there is there is no tattoo punishment uh, for any of that. So just so you know, we won't be making you do that. No, you don't have to get a tattoo in the battle for the belt. But this year it is going to be. The rules will be a little bit more streamlined. The advantageous part of jury duty is that I sat in a room by myself for four hours or, or four days, mm-hmm. uh, conspiring how to do all these things, and you know we we fixed some bugs, came up with some came up with some solutions. Since we're coming up on the uh, fantasy drafts and such, and we just talked about the franchise tag extension or the extension deadline for the franchise tag guys is coming up at four o'clock. Um, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs. Are you shying away from either of those guys in, in drafts no. because of this? I don't care about the contract situation. I don't care. You will play. And see, that's where I'm at. Like, I I don't know what your money situation is going to be like, but I got a very tough time believing that Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs are going to look at that $10 million and go, oh, yeah, I'm not playing this year. I, I just find it very hard to believe. A team is going to give you top 10 money and you're not going to play on it. Because the only thing you're doing is hurting your own value. Right? I mean, the only... you, you Le'Veon Bell tried this with the Pittsburgh Steelers, as you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And now he says, I shouldn't have done that. I should have taken the money. I should have taken whatever deal they had, stayed relevant. Because once he did that, and he went to the New York Jets... And he wound up with Adam Case. His yeah. career exploded. Over. And now he's fighting in celebrity boxing events. And I think Saquon and Josh both are looking at this scenario going, I'd like to have more money, but I don't I think I can stand play. on that hill. I don't think I could stand on that hill and go, I refuse to play or you pay me. Because your shelf life is just not that long as a running back. Sitting out a year is not going to help either of these guys. No, but it doesn't scare me of their value. In terms of going into fantasy football, I am not worried about any of the three that could potentially have this problem because you are going to play because running backs age like dairy products that got left outside in the sun. Mm-hmm. So you, you just, it's not for long. So you're going to strike while the iron's hot. Yep. Saquon, is there a possibility he sits out week one? Sure. He's floated that. I think his representation has floated that. But am I scared he's going to miss more than that one week? No, I'm no. not. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. When we come back for the break, we'll get just a bit outside. And there was a guy that got paid over the weekend, signed the contract. DeAndre Hopkins headed to Tennessee. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive marketing. Martial arts training has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. 
Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. And have you seen the Netflix documentary Quarterback yet? I, I did. I haven't yet. Uh, I did hear uh, a very funny line from Kirk Cousins about he could walk on water and say oh, it's because I can't swim. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. That, is was, that was the greatest hilarious. quote. The greatest quote that came out of that uh, was he was he he was quoting, I believe it was Margaret Thatcher. He said. Uh, that originally said, if I walked on water, my critics would say, I just can't swim. And he's right. Kirk Cousins has always been that guy. That he gets out there, he gets the job done. We, we make fun of him because he's not elite, right? The whole Justin Jefferson thing. Did you see he had a response to that today? The Justin Jefferson top five quarterbacks. They Somebody asked him about that last week, and he listed off his top five, and it was the top five that any of us would give. Kirk Cousins is not on that list. And then there were some in the media that made that out to be a bigger thing. Like, oh, wouldn't you put your quarterback on the top five list? But not if he's not no. in the top five. No, he's not in the top five. And when they asked Kirk Cousins about it, uh, finally, I think it was yesterday, he tells the media, well, you know, people have to tell the truth. And I hope that in 2024, I can be on that list. It's the perfect Kirk Cousins response. All right. The quarterback thing. It was good. It was really good. They followed around three quarterbacks last year, every week of the season, got the ins and outs of their stories, and they went with Patrick Mahomes, who's, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time or building that legacy right now. They went Kirk Cousins, who's Mr. Steady Eddie. He's not necessarily elite, but he's right on the cusp. And then they went with Marcus Mariota. And I was like, I get you. You want contrasting views here, like looking at quarterbacks in the different uh, eras or, or different stages of their career. But I could have done without all of the Marcus Mariota stuff. To me, that's not a story even worth telling. Well, that, that's triple A's. You got awesome, average, and awful. That's it, I get it. <laughs> they wanted to cover all the bases, and they're following around Marcus Mariota. Now, I'll, I will say this. I have not finished the series yet. I've gotten... At least four episodes in, I think I watched some of the fifth episode and fell asleep. So I haven't finished it all. But we know where the story goes from here. Like, Marcus Mariota obviously lost his job with Atlanta. They turned it over to Desmond Ritter with four weeks left in the season. And who who didn't see that coming at the beginning of the year last year? I guess my mind is just stuck on, how did the producers look at this and go, yeah, Marcus Mariota, that's going to be a great story. Because you got a third of this documentary following around one guy who's setting the league on fire, one guy who's, you know, at times, at least they had some good stories. You know, there was the Buffalo game and the greatest comeback of all time and, and all of that with the Minnesota Vikings. And you got 
Then you got Marcus, Marcus Mariota over here, who nobody expected him, I don't think, to make it as many games as he did last year. Did you expect him to make it through 12 games? I didn't. I mean, it kind of, but only because I know what Desmond Ritter is. <laughs> And it's whatever adjective you want to use, it is an antonym of the word good. Indeed. Now he's a backup with the Philadelphia Eagles. All I'm saying is that was a good series, but they could have cut out a third of that series. And I'd have been completely fine with it. And now Marcus Mariota's got another backup job in the league with the Philadelphia Eagles. And for why? I am a huge fan of hyperbole. I do it a lot. But one of the things that I hear a lot is, oh, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Or that's the smartest thing you've ever said. I am officially getting ready to tell you a story that is the stupidest thing I have ever heard in my entire life. Okay. I do not understand this event. I do not understand how we have allowed this event to get to where it is. Did you or did you not know that we are actively running the Tour de France right now? I did. I did know that. You did know that. Okay. I did not. Uh, namely, and I can't emphasize this enough because I do not care. All right? There is n- very little that could happen in this event that would make me talk about it. But here we are. Uh, Stephen Tell said that's not how you pronounce uh, hyperbole. Yes, I'm well aware of that. That is... It, it, Three and a half years. Have you not figured out that's one of the things I do? Mispronounce words on purpose. Throwing that out there. Anyway, the Tour de France is happening right now, and we have a bit of a problem. It's spectators on the side of the road that won't get out of the way. We have had three wrecks caused by people trying to take selfies in the middle of this stupid race. And now... They're just looking around going, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Isn't there, though? Isn't there something you can do about it? Maybe push back a boundary. Maybe get a security guard. I don't know. Maybe it's a stupid idea to have a bajillion cyclists driving down the, or or cycling down the, the, the streets of France with a bunch of people on the side of the road. I have never understood this race. I've never understood the appeal of this race. When Lance Armstrong was doing his thing, okay, I, I guess I get it. I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, because he was doing something nobody had ever done before. Well, yeah, we didn't steroids. know. We yeah, didn't know at the time. Yeah, like all the steroids, all of them at one time. We yeah. didn't. We didn't know that he was doing the blood therapy <laughs> thing. Didn't we though? No. I, I think we kind of did. No. Really? So, all right. Let me let me get this straight. So, you watched a guy that routinely finished. I don't know. Top twenty-five in this little event and then all of a sudden he's the michael jordan of seekling just came into his prime and go hmm i wonder if something untoward happened there no it just came into his prime that's that's, that's all we needed that explains to me how you're a baseball guy (laughs) barry bonds he was a good player and then one day head got a little bigger and all of a sudden he is just obliterating every record known to man uh, to me the lance armstrong story is uh further proof of sports are better when you're doped uh i mean at sports thank espn i didn't say are that. they not i didn't say you were wrong okay thank you i didn't say you were wrong straight up i didn't say you were wrong i mean i also during our downtime i did finish 
which is weird. I didn't finish the quarterback thing as much as I love football, but somehow I was able to finish two documentaries on the American Gladiators. Of course those guys were doing steroids. Like, who was shocked by that? Like, I don't remember that. I don't remember any of the scuttlebutt about the American Gladiators. Are they on steroids or are they not on steroids? It was 1991, and... I really didn't care all that much. Yeah, There's some cares. big hulky guys on my TV hurting each other. I'm going to watch it. Yep. And I don't care if they're on a level playing field. Like, how could you look at a guy like Malibu and go, yeah, no, that guy's clean. I just love the fact that Malibu was an actor and they went, hey, you're big. Go do athletic stuff. But I don't do that. Don't care. Don't care. Go ahead. Go do it. Go go do it. <laughs> you go look like Fabio and obliterate people. Absolutely. And that's fine it made it more palatable to watch 1998 home run chase would not have been what it was had we not had the steroids right we all know this the barry bonds chase for the for the record we all knew he was on steroids i remember calling in on vacation i was on vacation coming from charleston up here and I remember calling in to local radio station, which is the competitor, and arguing with those guys about Barry Bonds. Like, of course he's on steroids. We all know he's on steroids. But I don't care because it's the only story we're talking about in baseball right now. And, hell, that was what, 2003, 2002? Oh, yeah, it was, it was back there. Yeah, here's, uh, here's my stance on anything like that. Is what you're doing hurting anybody but yourself? Oh, okay. Then, yeah, then that's none of my problem. That, that's not my concern. Right. So you do you. No. The the, the Tour de France uh, was, was better when Lance Armstrong gave us something to root for. Ever since then, of course, we don't watch it because there's no one competitive in it as far as we know. Speaking Is of, there an American that's running high on this uh, no. that you know of? I, I, wouldn't, I don't know, and I'm going to assume no. I'm just curious. Speaking of somebody giving a fan base something to cheer for. We had a signing in the NFL over the weekend. And and I'm really curious to see if this is moving the needle for you in the least. DeAndre Hopkins going to the Tennessee Titans? Correct. Yes. I mean, a little bit. I mean, for that team, it has to, right? Because Because now you have a threat. Now you have a wide receiver threat on this team. You didn't have that before. I wasn't worried about this team when they just had Traylon Burks. Are you worried about them now? Much more than I was. To me, this team was like a five, six win team. Now they could be an eight win team. In the AFC. Maybe. Really? So you think he's going to one of the best coaches in the league. He will figure out a way to win games. I think he's proven that since he got to Tennessee. I I don't dis, dis I don't dispute anything you just said. And now I have an elite receiver that has just joined this offense. Ah, elite! I don't like that word you just used. I DeAndre really... Hopkins is not elite to you anymore. So it, it, the the mothership today is putting out you know position rankings in 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 Madden or ratings, and DeAndre Hopkins was what seven. He was somewhere in the top 10. And I absolutely laughed out loud when I saw that. Not because I don't think he's still good, 
but the fact that he's ahead of like AJ Brown might be the stupidest thing I've seen today. I'm not disputing that he's better than anything they had. I'm also still looking at this team going, all right, now I have a receiver I have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Now, let's play a fun game. Let's think about the teams that the Titans play over the course of the year. You start at the Saints. They have the – what's that guy? Oh, Marshawn Lattimore. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the Chargers. Oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, J.C. Jackson. Cleveland Browns. Denzel Ward. I literally can do this through the entire schedule. You don't play any team outside of the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm not giving that kind of credence to Kenny Moore, that I don't believe can deal with your one guy. Mm-hmm. I also come back to your quarterback and go, who is supposed to be throwing him the ball? And so it's, it's 35-year-old Ryan Tannehill in the AFC. Yeah, I don't care, not even nary a little bit. You know what you just did? You made yourself the second-best team in this division. You know what that and a dollar will get you? A Coke. Mm-hmm. Because nobody that doesn't win this division is making the playoffs. Because I could make the argument the second-best team in this division is no better than the fifth-worst team in the AFC. Because the Titans, or the uh, the Texans, excuse me, are awful. The Colts are awful. By the way, anybody see the irony that, well, Anthony Richardson is really inconsistent. Oh. Who'd have thunk it? In other news, water's wet. Today's Monday. Right. I, I mean, I, I understand why Tennessee did it, because you have to do something. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a receiver that scares you even a little bit. And Traylon Burks is not that guy. But it doesn't change how I feel about the Titans in the least. Don't and think also they'll be get, able to score more points. I also have point. lost quite a bit of respect for DeAndre Hopkins. You go through all this of, oh, I've got to have a better quarterback. You went to one of the only teams in the NFL that has the worst quarterback than who you started with. I hear no lies. So, for me, it just does nothing. It's, it is it is – I just – I don't care. DeAndre Hopkins, and we're talking about fantasy football today. Where exactly do you put him now? All right, now you know where he goes. Where do you rank him among fantasy receivers? Is he in the top 10? No. No, God, no. Is he in the top 15? No. No, good Lord, no. Is he in the top 25? Yeah, I'd probably say so. Yeah, we're getting closer. I would probably say he's right there in that top 20-ish range. Also, how many times do you have to watch aging receivers go to the Tennessee Titans and uh, their career dies? I mean, I get it. Before you go, huh, maybe there's something to this. But is – but. But is DeAndre there? Because I saw that earlier today and I was thinking about it. I mean, I feel like this situation is a little bit different. I mean, Julio Jones, I thought, was gassed before he went to Tennessee. I don't look at DeAndre Hopkins and go, that guy's gassed. I just just don't. I mean, he's been hampered, what? He, He got hampered by an injury and then a suspension. Other than that, I mean, he's still... What was the suspension for? I get it. It was PEDs. Mm Mm-hmm. And how'd he do the rest of the season? He was pretty damn good. He was on pace for like 1,500 yards last year without the suspension. So I feel like he can he could come in as he A.J. Brown? No. Which, by the way, you should have paid A.J. Brown. Um, no doubt. I mean, if you were going to pay a DeAndre Hopkins $15 million a year or a potential for, what is it, $17 million a year? Because I think the max on this contract could be like $32 million with incentives and all that. 
Uh, it just, so you're getting it does close. For me. He had 700 yards last year in nine games. Woo. But extrapolate that out, that's still elite territory. He had three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. On a team that could not stop a nosebleed with a roll of paper towels. And had actual legitimate weapons outside of him. Zach Ertz is better than anybody the t- Tennessee Titans have, not named Chickaconqua. Maybe Traylon Burks, but you're projecting because he has mm-hmm. not shown that to you mm-hmm. yet. And so now you're telling me I'm going to go into a place where my quarterback gets worse, the division's more competitive, the conference is more competitive, and now I'm going to go back to what I was three years ago? Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Doesn't make any sense. You're 31 years old now, or you will. I believe he will be 31 before the – no, he's already 31. Mm-hmm. He just yeah, turned 21, I think, or 31. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And if I was DeAndre Hopkins, this would not have been the offer I was taking. If you're trying to convince me that you're wanting to win, the, your actions are not speaking to that. Because the two teams you visited were the Patriots and the Titans. Hmm. Places where people that you have existing relationships with are. Yeah, but they're not. That great. are both also desperate as all get out. I was going to say, but they're not great. They're not great relationships. Well, the ones in Tennessee are. Best year of his life was with the play caller that is now calling plays for the Titans. I was talking about New England. I never thought that was. I didn't happen. either. I I never bought that for a second. It didn't make any sense. And I'm to me, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It makes more sense to me than New England, though. I all right, would... all right, all right. I, I want to challenge you on that. Okay. If I told you one of these two teams made the playoffs, the Patriots or the Titans, and I guaranteed it, I went back to the future. You're telling me you would believe it was New England over, uh, over Tennessee? Because I don't. No, not now. Not but now that you have DeAndre Hopkins. Um, that doesn't sway me nearly enough in that. Really? No. Because I wouldn't have said it with New England with DeAndre Hopkins. I don't buy it. Your schedule is awful. The Titans are at least in a division that is awful. So you've got four games that you could win just by being on the definition of an average NFL team. Mm-hmm. You don't have that in New England. No. No, I think we're saying the same thing. He he definitely should have chose Tennessee over New England, my opinion. I would have just – for me – you said that what was important to you was playing with a high-level quarterback and the chance to win. And you signed in a place that that is not a thing. Well, because you scared off everybody else because you wanted this much money. Mm-hmm. You're not worth this much money. You got it from Tennessee because you're desperate. Mm-hmm. So, Tennessee, I mean, great. You, you've got a day here that's going to make you feel hunky-dunky, and you got a jersey you can go buy. And you can put it right beside that Andre Johnson and Julio Jones jersey. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Andre Johnson, I had forgotten about that one. Yeah, it, it, it also did not go particularly well. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, feel, I just feel like DeAndre does have a lot left in the tank. Something that I didn't think Julio had. So I don't see these as weird. Uh, hey, analogous by the way, just, out of, just out of curiosity, how old was... How old was Julio Jones when he played for the Titans? 31. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Weird. Receivers fall off a cliff at 31. Hmm. Most of them. Most of them. All right. Project his stat line. DeAndre Hopkins' Mm -hmm. stat line? Let's say he plays 17 games. Let's catch 100 passes. I'd go 11.50 and 8. I'll take the aggressive under on both of those. 
You're in the Sportocracy, and this is CSPN Asheville. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Ingalls Markets and iHeartRadio Asheville have declared July Public Safety Appreciation Month. Throughout the month, we'll be recognizing our hardworking public safety officers from Asheville, Waynesville, Weaverville, Canton, and the Sheriff's Department of Haywood County and Buncombe County. Our good friends at Ingalls Markets will be providing a one-time lunch for all, and we'll be making an appearance at each department as well to thank them for their hard work in keeping us safe. July is Public Safety Appreciation Month with Ingalls Markets and iHeartRadio Asheville. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Coffee's for closers only. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. If there was ever a time to get stuck on a jury for a week and miss a week full of shows, it would be during the Major League Baseball All-Star Week, which is exactly what I did last week. But now I'm back with bangers. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. I got two picks, and they're exactly opposite one another. First, the Rays travel to Texas to take on the Rangers over under eight and a half. Shane McClanahan, Dane Dunning, two of the best pitchers in the league right now and have two of the lowest ERAs. McClanahan's coming back from a back injury. I don't know exactly what he's going to be, but he's only allowed more than four earned runs in a start once all year. Yeah, he gives up some home runs. I'm not overly worried about that. This number just seems really high. So I'm going aggressive under the eight and a half. In terms of who wins, well, Texas is at home, and I know exactly what Dane Dunning is. I don't feel exactly the other way on the other side. So I'm going to take the Rangers money line plus 105. Next. The Guardians travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates. This over-under is nine and a half, and it's the exact opposite of what I just said. Two pitchers, one who has never pitched in this league before, one who hasn't started a game all year. For me, over nine and a half is easy. I'm back in Pittsburgh to win because they're at home. I also think they're just a slightly better team. But it's kind of a toss-up. I wouldn't go hard on the Pirates or the Rangers, but I would go aggressive under the first eight and a half, over the second nine and a half. For more, follow us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, Green on Green is brought to you by Ingles Markets. Love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Mull it out. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. And welcome 
back into the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can see us live on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Click that live video link. Subscribe to the channel. Sometimes you can see behind the scenes things that you're not supposed to see because you hit a button and it doesn't work. Subscribe into the channel, get you into the chat with us. Your thoughts on uh, what we're talking about. Uh, Bill Budacek in the uh, comments, the New England Patriots fan. He's a, uh, he's, he's trying to throw shade on Jeremy's jets already. Cause jets okay. don't jet. It's okay. You know, it's okay. It's a, it's a great time to be alive. Your jets are on hard knocks, which well, we I mean, haven't li- talked with you about yet, but we all knew that was going to happen. Uh, that was the worst kept secret on the planet uh, because of course they were, it was them or the bears. Uh, the jets had no ability to say no. One of them has Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yep. Believe that's the call. Hey, HBO execs. Good call. Right. right. Uh, I, I love all this. Aaron Rodgers not too happy. So what? I, uh, you're on hard knocks. Yeah, the yeah. cameras are going to be around. Did you think there weren't going to be as many cameras around this year? That is going to be the most anticipated, I think, uh, training camp preseason start of the season. This might be what it's definitely the obviously the biggest since Tom Brady went to Tampa. I would say so. Yeah. I would say for the AFC, this has got to be more interest than ever probably on a quarterback who's changed teams i can't think of one i mean i'd be going back to montana but that was 30 years ago but did anybody really expect montana was going to go to the kansas city chiefs and make them a super bowl contender yes because that defense was really really good and okay and he almost did i mean they went to the playoffs playoffs, yeah and they they lost what in the championship game no afc championship i think they lost or did they lose in the second round or something anyway yeah, I. Of which, by the, the way, if you're telling me that's what I can sign up for right now, that they get beat in the uh, in the playoffs, I'm in. Let's go. Well, that's where you're going to be. I Hopefully. mean, I feel like this team will make the playoffs. Well, I mean, here's the thing: Bill Budajek's got a point. Uh, the Jets do love to jet, so I'm I'm no putting no carts before any horses. No doubt, they'll get into the playoffs by the skin of their teeth. Because pretty much everybody who's not a division winner in the AFC is going to get in by the skin of their teeth. And then we just have to wait and see what happens at that point. I mean, they get favorable matchups. You could possibly make it to the AFC championship game, but I don't have any thoughts that you're going to be playing in the big one. At least not this year. We're we're relevant. That's all I care about. That's all he cares about. All he cares about is being relevant. Which brings us to, you know, it's time. It's time to start talking about fantasy football. Don't forget all the links in the description of the YouTube channel for the ultimate fantasy draft experience with us. Uh, you know, seeing your fantasy exactly. draft, showing you the, the red carpet experience. Indeed, indeed. Get in on that contest uh, because it's uh, coming down to the time to start picking a winner for all of that. Uh, we, that will be August 15th. That is the that, that is the date. I believe that's the date. I've said that and now I'm kind of sure that's a saturday so <laughs> won't be that date if it is a saturday right following monday right middle of august is when we are, are gonna set all that up pick a winner set the date all of that for the ultimate fantasy draft weekend but as you're going into fantasy football i want to ask you about aaron Rodgers. okay where are you at with aaron Rodgers right now as far as so you're in a you're you're in a league how ready are you to pull the trigger on him as your quarterback in your fantasy league? 
where are you taking him? Because he's available. In oh, yeah. every draft I've oh, been yeah. in, every mock draft and every actual draft for a league, he's available. Eighth, ninth, tenth rounds. And to me, yeah. it's like steal of the draft kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'm not there. You're not? I'm not. I mean, last year he was in a system that he completely knew coming in, and he finished 13th. He was right there with Tom Brady. Who, by the way, we did this. Well, I mean, look, here's my problem with Aaron Rodgers, and he kicks off a volatile players list that, that we're doing here for uh, uh, for the next couple of segments, talking about fantasy football. I feel like the Jets are going to run a lot. So I have developed a theory with quarterbacks. I don't care how early you have to take one. I really don't care. Because I want either Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, or Justin Fields. Or Jalen Hurts. I said Justin. Herberts. Nope. I no said Herbert? what I said. Okay. I said what I said. All right. Where did Justin Herbert finish last year? In fantasy? Yeah. Among he was quarterbacks, quarterback nine, 11. Okay. I don't necessarily think they're going to be more high flying than they were last year. At this point, you need that, the, the quarterback that can run Aaron Rodgers is not going to run. Mm-hmm. Now, is he, is he a, a decent fallback? I forgot Lamar Jackson. I knew I was forgetting one of those quarterbacks, but he was hurt last year. So that's why he fell off the, the, the radar there. Mm-hmm. I want one of those top six guys and I don't care what it costs. If I have to take mm. Josh Allen or Mahomes in the second round, so be it. So be it. Uh, and if you is the point differential that great? Uh, okay. Name any quarterback that you think fell outside of the top ten. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was seven. Really? Yes. Wow. That kind of surprises me. All right, we'll go Aaron Rodgers because that's the name you said. Okay. He scored, and this is standard ESPN scoring fantasy football leagues he scored 251 points last year okay. how many you think patrick mahomes scored 340 if you added 100 of that you'd be close really 428 428 wow yeah so yes the answer to that is a resounding <laughs> aggressive yes it is worth reaching up or not necessarily reaching up, but it's worth being first in line. Last year, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes were worth no less than four extra points a week than any other quarterback you could have had. On average, there were bad weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at again. And I feel that way. I, I'm putting Lamar Jackson in that too. Because here's the thing. Everybody's making a big to-do. Lamar Jackson is the one that I'm looking at the way you're looking at Aaron Rodgers. Him and Justin Fields both. You do understand that now they both have receivers where they didn't before. Mm-hmm. They were good last year. Both averaged over 20 points a game last year. Mm-hmm. And now you actually have somebody to throw to. I'm not sitting here telling you that they're prodigious throwers of the football, but they're really good running. Mm-hmm. Really good running. Mm-hmm. And now you have a weapon that you didn't have before. And for me, once you get past the the guys that I've already talked about, at this point you're just it's like playing the lottery. Yeah, Kirk Cousins could be great again. Yeah, he could, or he could be awful, which is what I more lean to. I just can't get there. I just, I, I just don't see how Kirk Cousins is going to be that bad. Is the receiving core better or worse than it was last year? I don't think it's worse. I don't think it's necessarily better. I think they kind of stood pat. Is the running game better or worse? Well, it's going to be worse. There you go. I, I have no fear of Alexander Madison. Sorry, I don't. So 
I'm just looking at him going, your floor is, or your ceiling to me is what you did last year, Mm -hmm. which is roughly 18 points a game. Yeah, there's about 20 quarterbacks in the NFL that can do that. Year in, year out. So I want to get one early. Yep. Because this is a year that I feel, I've always been the tight end guy. Go get Kelsey, go get Kittle, Mark Andrews. This year, yeah, I don't necessarily feel that way. Don't necessarily feel like that's what you have to do. Interesting. Because there are a slew of guys that I like a whole mess. Well, the mullet man and the Canadan fantasy draft guides are going to be coming out at the end of the month. It will be out two weeks from today. There you go. Oh, wait a minute. July. Yeah, we're good. Sorry, (laughs) I forgot what month it was for a minute. There's 31 days in July. There's not 31 in June, mm-hmm. and I forgot what month it was. Okay, uh, so yeah, it'll be Look, coming out. You, lock, you get locked in a room by yourself for a week. <laughs> you, you start questioning all kinds of things. All right, right, right. Uh, Stephen Tao in the YouTube comments says Madison might be an upgrade. Galvin Galvin got stopped at the at the line for no gain or a loss of yards. Twenty four percent of his carries last mm-hmm. year with Minnesota, mm-hmm. and he made he be. also hit home runs that Alexander Madison does not have in the wheelhouse. Alexander did, Madison to me and Deontay Foreman are the exact same player. Yeah, and you want to talk but about a player that I, they're fine. They'll have some good weeks. Mm-hmm. They're not to me. Neither one of them's a starter in the NFL. The question is: Is the drop off from Dalvin to Alexander Madison so great that the defense has to completely change the game plan? And I don't, I don't know that they did. I do. Dalvin Cook is a top what running back in the NFL. 10? 10. Alexander Madison is a top what running back in the NFL? Fair. I mean, top 30. <laughs> I was maybe. about to say, if you say a number that's lower than 40, I'm going to need you to explain it to <laughs> I, I would say, I mean, he had his moments. Like when, when Dalvin got injured a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, he came in and he was pretty good. For four games. How many times do you have to see this with running backs where they're good spot fillers and then they come in as the guy and they're bad? It's a completely different workload. Mm-hmm. And there is nobody to help him. Kenny, Kenny Nwangwu. Tyler Chandler. We. Versus Ty, Ty, Ty Chandler. Chandler. He's a Carolina guy. Sorry for, sorry for messing up his that. name. Yeah, we are affiliates of the Tar I mean, I got Ty bro, the Ty part right. Yeah, I mean, you didn't call him David. So <laughs> That's, true. Give it that. That's true. Uh, yeah, I get it. They're at the point with Dalvin Cook where they're just, they were done. They weren't going to pay him. Go see what you can get on the open market. Now we're finding out that's not necessarily going to happen. I mean, somebody will pick him up. Yeah. Miami will pick him up. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing different now? Maybe. What's the new what, – are the Jets the new name that you're hearing? They're not new. I've been saying this forever. I didn't necessarily want it, but here we are. Miami's not coming off more money, and I – now there oh, may Speaking be a of team- fantasy football, that'd be terrible. That, the Jets getting Dalvin Cook would be terrible to me. I mean, Why? it would work on the football field, no doubt, because now I've got – I mean, I've just got weapons galore, mm-hmm. and I can just trot those out there. But for fantasy football purposes, like you're expecting – right, you're coming into this year, expecting Brees Hall is going to be the one with New York. Mm-hmm. Michael Carter's an afterthought now, it feels like. If Dalvin especially, Cook signs. All right, especially if Dalvin Cook signs. Mm-hmm. Now that now you've turned that from something that I want a piece of in fantasy football, you should still want a piece of it. To something the New York that, Jets are te- the New York Jets are telling you exactly what this team is going to be. 
you just have to listen. Everybody is looking at this going, oh, with Aaron Rodgers, they're going to come out and throw it all over the place. Really? Then why are they so interested in Dalvin Cook? Why did they, Why do they not want to come off Corey Davis? They could get out of Corey Davis's contract right now for zero U.S. dollars. They don't want to do it. Why? He's too valuable of a blocker. And Alan Lazard is the same thing. Mm-hmm. You do realize that now the top three receivers, two of them are two of the five best blockers in the league. That team's going to run a lot. They're going to play really good defense, and they're going to run the ball. That's the reason I was so out when you said that about Rodgers. To me, he falls into a category with a slew of other guys. I would rather take the shot on Deshaun Watson in a team that I know definitively is going to run the ball a billion times. I don't care. Yeah. I don't see, care. That's, see, that's that's one of those to me that I don't know what to do with Deshaun Watson. And when it comes to fantasy football drafts, I'm just not sure where I'm ready to invest in him. I'm definitely not investing in him as my number one quarterback. I don't know why. I, I think you're – I think to me – he is the, okay, my league mates decided that quarterback was even more valuable than it was. All of them, all six of the names I've said go in the first 40 picks. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to sit back and, and, and leverage you with Deshaun Watson as I'll take him later. Uh, but there's a, and there's a, there's a theory to that, that I've developed. I call it the mullet man theory. Yeah. It will be in. The Bullet Man and the Canadian Fantasy Draft Kit. Okay. All right. I'm playing DeAndre, or uh, not DeAndre Hopkins. I'm playing Deshaun Watson chicken right now. Of I'm just going to, uh, there will be a point, right? We talk about this every fantasy football year. There is a point where even if you don't like the guy, where you have to take him, right? The numbers just make too much sense. But I'm going to wait. I, I'm going to wait it out, and I'll probably end up losing him but I feel like I can get the next guy in line. Who is the next guy in line after DeAndre Hopkins? Or, I mean, Deshaun Watson on the quarterback list. I mean, every every mock I've done, I'm getting Deshaun Watson in like the ninth round, which I am perfectly fine with. Absolutely perfectly fine with. Like Dak Prescott. Yeah, I'll pass. You'll pass on Dak Prescott? I'll pass. To me, with Dak, you either I feel like have he's to, gonna have a good year. Uh, to me, you have to either believe in Dak or you have to believe in uh, Tony Pollard. I do not see a world because defense is too good, and that's one of the things you have to think about with fantasy football. Is it, it, the Jets are a perfect example? Why am I not in on Aaron Rodgers? Because you're not going to throw the ball forty times a game. Mm-hmm. Ideally, if I'm looking at a quarterback, I want your defense to be either it can be good, it can't be great, mm-hmm. especially if you run the ball games. really well. Yeah, right. I want you to. I would really like your defense to be awful. Not everybody has that, right? Not everybody has that. Hey, we're going to get into track mates. Justin Fields. Sorry. Mm. So I don't know what I've got. A the the, the smoke outside's getting to me. <laughs> I I just have to state this for the record. As anybody that has listened to this show, whether it was on YouTube, whether it was on terrestrial radio, as probably the biggest Justin Fields detractor on the planet Earth. There will be no single human that you have ever met in your life that is more invested in one player than I am going to be in Justin Fields. I may buy his jersey just to wear it on Sundays <laughs> because I have more vested interest in my fantasy teams than I do in the Jets. Right. Which I don't feel like is possible this year. 
you're about to take that turn. You're about to take the turn for your first time in your fantasy football life where the real thing will trump your fantasy team. Well, uh, okay. And, and you could very well be right, but here's where I'm at right now. Right now, I am the, the, the New York Jets are like, um, uh, they're like a spouse that has just cheated on me and set my car on fire and hit me in the head with a wiffle ball bat and tried to smother me in my sleep. And I still trust it, okay? <laughs> I don't, I am currently looking at this going, I'm going to sleep, but I'm going to sleep with one eye open because I'm afraid that you're going to load up a pillowcase and beat me with bars of soap. Right. I've seen this happen. So it, maybe when we get close to the season, maybe, maybe, maybe I feel warm and fuzzy about it. Right now, I know I can control my fantasy teams and I cannot control the New York Jets. So I am more invested in one than I am the other. Uh, when you yeah, when your team starts out three and four, uh, you're gonna be like, oh no, they did it again. Oh, if they start out three and four, let me let me put it this way: we're we're gonna tell you about a new friend that we have in the adult beverage industry. <laughs> we telling you about that soon. My consumption of that uh, <laughs> will go through the roof if we start three and four. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what he's alluding to here. But it tells me somebody made some kind of a malt beverage with fireball in it, and now I can't get away get that out of my mind. And here's my question. Will you cop? You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With simple checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Ingalls Markets and iHeartRadio Asheville have declared July Public Safety Appreciation Month. Throughout the month, we'll be recognizing our hardworking public safety officers from Asheville, Waynesville, Weaverville, Canton, and the Sheriff's Department of Haywood County and Buncombe County. Our good friends at Ingalls Markets will be providing a one-time lunch for all, and we'll be making an appearance at each department as well to thank them for their hard work in keeping us safe. July is Public Safety Appreciation Month with Ingalls Markets and iHeartRadio Asheville. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, and let's get weird. Uh, Jeremy, one of your favorite sayings about the government, how does it go? Uh, Not scariest words in the English language. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which reminds me, I will have a uh, a new stand-up coming out very soon, which will be entitled, You're from the Government and You Need My Help. See, ladies and gentlemen, that's called a softball and a tease. That's... I threw the softball, and he teased it right out of the park. All right, uh, so, <laughs> so obviously. We'll be about my, uh, my experience 
as juror number 13. <laughs> There's only 12 on a jury. So you know, that's what happens. You don't get a say. You got to sit here. There, <laughs> there is um, there, there's an interesting situation going on right now with uh, the U.S. military and sending out emails with a sensitive type of nature because there's a simple typo that's been happening. According to Johannes Zerbrier, he's a Dutch internet entrepreneur that is contracted to manage the country domain for Mali. Do you know what a country domain is? The country domain is when it ends in not .com, well, yeah. but in the abbreviation yeah, yes, yes, of... Yes, yes. So, like, you know, if you wanted to go to a, a website for the UK, it's .uk. Yes. All right. So, apparently, American military members for a decade have apparently been sending incor- incorrectly emails with some sensitive information regarding military structures and itineraries for generals and things like this, they've been accidentally sending them to Molly because Molly is a .ml, but all military stuff in the U.S. goes to .mil, right? So apparently this guy has been trying to warn the U.S. military for a decade now that you guys are sending us all of these emails incorrectly. And yes, uh, none of it has been classified or deemed classified or whatever. I know there's a big hullabaloo going on about what's classified and what's not classified and who gets to say what's classified and what's not. Well, as long as it ends in a D instead of an R, then none of it's classified. (laughs) Oh, where's my bell? At J. Green ESPN. You throw it at me. Let's go. But this guy's contract's ending this month. With Molly. And so he will no longer be running their accounts. And so now he's trying to tell the American military, you got to stop doing this because Molly is an ally of who? Russia. Oh. Molly is in bed with Russia, and we've been sending them things like um, American, uh, let's see, information about American military personnel and installations, including base staff lists, medical data, and identity documents. One email contained the travel itinerary for General James McInville, who's the chief of staff for the Army, and told them where he's going to be on his little trip to Indonesia. So, obviously, this would be stuff that Russia would want to have. And this guy's trying to do us a solid, and I don't know that anybody from the government is listening. Who's shocked? Oh, I'm not shocked in the least. I just but this spent has been five going on days. For a decade. I just spent five days with the government. Trust me, I I get it. I I, I fully understand. <laughs> and here's how much Jeremy, uh, you know, really pays attention. It took me three minutes of that story before I realized that you weren't talking about recreational drug crimes. <laughs> so, my story comes from the lovely state of Florida. We have a problem in Florida, and this is the third time that it has happened. But, going back to that whole government thing, they're telling you not to worry because this time will be different than the last two. This comes from Hillsborough County. They have a sinkhole. It is 19 feet deep. It's 19 feet wide. Pretty big. It has already eaten two houses Mm -hmm. and killed a man. But this time, we know what we're doing this time, and we will be fine. 
Why do I not believe that? <laughs> Until. Uh, 36-year-old Jeffrey Bush was consumed by the sinkhole in 2013. He fell into it and was buried, and they, they it took them, I can't see here exactly where they found him. Uh, they did eventually find him, but it took quite some time. And so for me, I'm just, do sinkholes not just scare the heber-jeebers out of you? There are very few, like, earthquakes. Ah, earthquake doesn't really bother me that much. Okay. I mean, we live because in a place. Of where we live? Uh, I guess. Right. Hurricanes never really bothered me because it, a hurricane is not one of those things that just shows up. Like, you're just out on a beach day and all of a sudden it gets cloudy and then all of a sudden, ah, right, right. get some. I would be terrified that by earthquakes happen. if I lived somewhere else. Pro- I probably would too, but I just wouldn't live there. It's like living in Oklahoma. Yes, tornadoes would scare me, but I choose where I'm going to live based on what are the chances that Mother Nature tries to reject my residency. <laughs> and I'm looking at this going, maybe it's time to move. Hey, you got a sinkhole that's already eaten two houses. Maybe I should move. <laughs> Sinkhole's one of those you're just walking along. Do, 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 live my life. Boom out yeah it, it is a terrifying thought that's why i've always been a beach guy because, because you get hur- the warning for, yeah, the, for I get the hurricane like five days before uh hurricane holy jeepers creepers <laughs> shows up and right eradicate your residency right i got five days if i stay here that's on me mr sinkhole gives you about 13 seconds and not even that and not even just, that. You just boop. you just wake up buried under rubble, going, "What just yeah, happened?" I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, that that is a terrifying thought, but it's also one of those things we can't predict. Yeah, I'm we out. don't know where that's going to happen. Mm-mm. And <laughs> I mean, I get like Merriman Avenue, like that's the only place that I know where sinkhole has opened up, like massive sinkhole has opened up. There in was this one town on Tunnel recently. Run. Was there? Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was quite sizable. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Was that it was right outside of McHale's? Ah, uh, I think I remember hearing about that vaguely, but there again, I mean, uh, Stephen Tow in our YouTube comments, he said, "When I was a kid, TV made me think quicksand was going to be much more of a problem than 100%. it is." Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> I thought there was just going to be that time where I'd just be walking in the middle of the woods somewhere, and then all of a sudden, boom, and stuck. Where Where's my vine? I need a vine to pull myself out of this because that's that's the only way you ever got out of it in the movies. You know, it's weird. When I was a kid, the uh, uh, the movies didn't tell me to be as nearly scared of the government as I should be. <laughs> I've learned that that was also an error in judgment. You are in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. It is fantasy football season and uh, more early pre-training camp tips. How about that uh, for your fantasy football enjoyment coming up after the break? The original Tough Man Contest hits the ring at Silverado's in Black Mountain July 28th and 29th. See the toughest fighters go toe-to-toe in live action. Tickets are 20 bucks in advance and 30 the day of the show. The original Tough Man Competition, July 28th and 29th at Silverado's in Black Mountain. Ringside and VIP tickets are available. Get yours now at SilveradosWNC.com. SilveradosWNC.com. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings.
I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. It is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville live from the Ingalls studio. Get with us on the YouTube stream to get your thoughts in on the program. Just subscribe to the channel. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Click that live video link. Subscription gets you into the chat. We're talking about uh, fantasy football, as I'm sure if you're a fantasy football player, you have been involved in a draft already, right? I'm not. You haven't? You haven't had one league, not even a dynasty league, that's already done the rookie draft. So, secret time, I'm not actually in a dynasty league. Are you not? No. Wow. Okay. And I refuse to do any league that drafts more than, I'll be generous here and say three weeks before the season starts. I've had multiple people ask me, hey, you want to you get in this league? It's July. No, <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's way too early. Right. The many things could still happen, and I don't. I, I don't need that. Uh, Jason Trump said we need a dynasty league for uh, for the show. Absolutely, I, I can get down with that. There's two of us. We need ten of you. We I agree. Will, now we like will it. be doing a show league, which we will detail Friday when we give you all the details for the battle for the belt because. The Ultimate Fantasy Draft Contest is how we will also be picking the 10 people that get to play with us in the show league. Mm-hmm. And the winners of that will get to come in here, much like Matthew Berry does with his show. Everybody in it gets to come in for one segment. And and if you have a cause or anything like that, you can pub all of those things. All of the things. We're here for your enjoyment. When I build a fantasy football roster, I'm trying to do it with that, with as little volatility as possible. Which is what we're we're discussing today, which is uh, volatile players that just scare the heebie-jeebies out of you. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching this on the YouTube, you'll see that the player that is on our graphic is one Mr. Derrick Henry because he scares me to death. I will have him on zero rosters in any league that I'm in. Okay. I do not care how far he falls. I do not care because of age, age. team, game script. Uh, there is literally nothing to me that screams that's going to go the way I want it to go. Hmm. What is your expectation? What, if you're taking DeAndre, or why do I keep saying I, DeAndre I don't know. Hopkins? You have like an obsession with DeAndre Hopkins. Today. I don't know why. Uh, if I'm taking Derrick Henry, it's because they all their names all start with D's. Everybody we talked about today: DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson, now Derrick Henry. Uh, but. If you're taking Derrick Henry, how high are you uh, do you have to take him, and what would your expectation be for where you're where where you're having to take him? I almost feel like there's no shot that you're going to get him outside of the top twelve. Okay, I cannot find a path that that's what I'm going to do. No. Because there are too many running backs I like better than him. There are too many 
I'm I do not subscribe to the belief that I need to be taking receivers in the first round. No, everything I'm seeing is Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, a, a slew of other guys go in the first round. I'm good. There are you, two you receivers I would take in the first round: uh, Justin, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase, and that's it. And for me, I would only take them in the back end of the first round. And the, and and they're not they're not going there. No, they're going they're, in the top they're five. Go, they're going in the top five. You most drafts I have been in so far have been some some combination of Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, Bijan Robinson. Those five of those six are going to be in your top five in your fantasy draft. More likely than not, there's not another wide receiver in that discussion for me. And there's I'm really going not running backs. Either. I'm going young running backs, and Derrick Henry's never on my list. He's not on mine either. And I agree with you, but after the signing of DeAndre Hopkins, that makes me like him better. That makes me How like Derrick Henry better. Not much. Not to where I'm still to where I'm going to jump out and get him in the first round. I still but if feel you do like it, I'm not team, laughing. <laughs> I still feel like this team's going to be behind a lot. I still feel like Maybe. this team's not going to be very good throwing the ball. And all of those are things that I just I can't find a way to get there. Mm-hmm. I'm very high on B. John Robinson. I know a lot of people think he is volatile because he's a rookie. Yeah. He's volatile because Tyler Algier. Yes. He's volatile because of Cordero Patterson. And I'm going to say as clearly as I can, I don't care because they can't throw. And if they do throw, I got a quarterback that's not very accurate, mm-hmm. which makes me think I'm going to see a lot of what? Oh, yeah, throwing to the running back. Yeah, that guy that they've been putting out at wide receiver. Yeah, I'm, I, I to me, he's one of the safest players in fantasy football. Bijan's been split out at wide receiver for camp? Yes. Or for OTAs or whatever yes. they've been going through? Okay. And has shown he has tremendously good hands. Sure. So I, I, I don't value him to be super volatile. Yeah, I, I do only because of the presence of Tyler Algier, who was a 1,000-yard back last don't year. Care. Because of Cordero Patterson. Who you invested the eighth year, pick in the draft. 1,000-yard back the year before. I'm not saying he's he's gonna you know miss out on a whole bunch of workload, but he will miss some some carries. He will miss some targets because of those other. Okay, two. name me the running back that doesn't. What name me a running back that doesn't miss out on carries because there's another back on the on the team, but not to this extent. Like, and I think you're overvaluing that extent. Maybe I used the eighth pick in the draft on one. The other was a sixth round pick. Um. Uh, but also, I will what say, am I fighting for? What am I playing for? Do I want to come out and give Bijan Robinson all the tote immediately? No. I don't agree with you. Really? You don't take a running back at eight to bring them along slowly. I mean, just look at the last mm-hmm. handful of guys that went that high. Look at their workload and tell me that you have any fear of Bijan Robinson. Because they have all been flush with tote. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it. Okay. I feel like BJ or er, Bijan is a question mark. Do I mean, I mean he's high on the list and I'll take him if he's there available in the first round. You're going one, number one overall. Redraft dynasty doesn't matter. Don't care. Really? Who do you feel better about? Christian McCaffrey, who's had a slew of injury issues and yeah. now he's with a team that seems to be cursed uh, by some ancient 
witchcraft that everybody on the team gets hurt at least one time a year you're not wrong because the one situation i've been faced with that in a mock draft or a, or an actual draft that i've been in and i had the number two pick in the draft is a Bijan robinson there's only one guy that you could actually convince me to take ahead of Bijan robinson is nick chubb and here's the thing i don't have to right I, I don't have to with either one of those. No, guys. you can wait till the end of the second or the end of the first round mm-hmm. and still have a shot at Nick Chubb. Uh, so as I went through my um, civic duty, had a lot of free time on uh-huh, my hands. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Did a lot of mock drafts. Do you know how many times I came away with Bijan Robinson and Nick Chubb? A lot of them. It was a lot. Really? And I went, "Yep, I'm good. That's fine. Give me sign me up for that <laughs> as many times as I can do it." I don't care if I take tank spencer in the 14th round yeah. i feel pretty solid about what i've done here i hope everybody feels like Bijan robinson is a is a question mark as i do because i'm gonna take advantage of it mm-hmm. if i'm at the back end of the first round and he's still on the board there's no chance he's making it past me okay so i've already said that derrick henry's the one that scares me to death yes who scares you just running back wise or what? no just all of them mm-hmm. Snaji Harris. I feel like he's one that I will have I I would wager if you broke down and I play in a lot of fantasy football leagues. I will bet you I have him in 70% of the leagues I'm in if mm-hmm. not more mm-hmm. because of how far down he is going. Oh, absolutely. I look at him as a value cuz you can get him third, fourth round, which is to me is absolutely the most laughably stupid thing I've ever seen. The only way I don't end up with him is if I play that game of how long can I wait until one of you does this? Yeah. It's the only way. Because the line is vastly improved. The weapons are better. Is it vastly improved on the offensive line? Is Dan Moore playing left tackle? No. There you go. That's all I need. (laughs) So that's all I need. Okay. Look, he's a serviceable offensive lineman in this league. He is not a left tackle. Mm-hmm. Oh, but buddy lined up there. No, I don't care. I do not care where he lined up in OTAs. Broderick Jones will be on the left side of the line shortly enough. Mm-hmm. And I think they are absolutely going to be able to run the ball down your throat because we forget how good he is. That line was awful. And teams routinely looked at Kenny Pickett and said, you're going to have to beat us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that he can't. I'm not sure that if given, if you put the onus on him to beat you, I think he can do it. I don't feel that way about Desmond Ritter. I feel like you can just send the hellhounds after him and he can't beat you deep. Can't pick a can. Yeah. So there's no volatility for you with Najee Harris. Not where I'm getting him. Okay. If I have to take him in the second round, then okay. Now I've got a little bit of that agita that we were talking about. Right. But who would you, as if you had to draft it right now, who would you rather have, Najee Harris or Brees Hall? Najee. I believe. There you go. Because there's a possibility that Dalvin Cook comes along and that's absolutely. That that's the thing that scares me about Brees. I have no fear of his talent. I have a lot of fear about what exactly is this going to look like. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not Dalvin Cook, could be Zonovan Knight, could be Michael Carter, could be a slew of guys. Or they could just use them all. Mm-hmm. Because they've talked a lot about bringing him along slowly off the knee injury. Yeah, and that would make, that'd make a lot of sense. But it's weird to me that you would be off of Brees or taken off of Brees Hall a bit because of Dalvin, but you won't be off of Bijan because of Tyler. <laughs> 
That's okay. Let me let me see if I can equate what you just said to me. Um, that's like you saying I'm worried about uh, cirrhosis of the liver because I drink every day, but I'm not worried about my hair falling out because one of them really matters and one of them doesn't matter in the <laughs> least. <laughs> Comparing Dalvin Cook and Tyler Algier is kind of to me. That would be like comparing a Bentley to a Pinto. But we're not talking about talent. We're talking about are. we're talking about the the scheme that they're going to be in and the workload that they're going to get. Which team runs more? Atlanta. Atlanta, and yeah. it won't be close. Yeah. There's plenty of carries to go around. Oh, and by the way, Tyler Algier's not all that good. Oh, he had a thousand yards last year. Yeah, and a lot of other guys have had a thousand yards too that couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie. So I'm not really all that worried about. And, and look, I think he's fine. Mm-hmm. You're just worrying. That, to me, you're worrying weighing, entirely weighing, weighing, too, weighing too much about much. it. Okay. Weighing too, worrying too much about it. And Dalvin Cook's still a premier running back in this league. Tyler Algier is not and never has been and never will be. He is a serviceable rotational back. Yeah. That is it. Okay. He has none of the high-end traits that Dalvin Cook does. Plus, he's a – I hate to keep harping on this. He was a six-round pick. Mm-hmm. How many six-round running backs? Peyton Hillis. <clears throat> have been <laughs> have really good year. one time. Have and had then a year. Away they go. Okay. Who's next on your volatility list? Stephen Tao just said it in the in the comments because I can't figure out what to do with him. It's Aaron Jones. I believe in the talent. There are two huge things that scare me to death with him. Uh, Jordan Love is numero uno. And two is A.J. Dillon, because I think he is a really good running back. And at some point, he is really going to eat into him. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid it's this year. They're going to have to run the ball, though. This is going to have to be a scenario where... See, and this is one of those times that I, I view this much differently than you do. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're going to have to try to run the ball. How great do you feel about that line right now? I think it's fine. fine. Was the word I was looking. For. Yeah, I think they're fine. How many guys uh, on the outside of that team legit scare you? Are you really worried about Christian Watson beating you over the Not top? Not at all. Are you really worried about Romeo Dubs beating you over the top Mm-mm. with Jordan Love as his quarterback? No. Okay, that means you're going to get an extra guy in the box, which means it is a fool's errand to expect a guy playing in the same system behind virtually the same offensive line with a drastically inferior quarterback to be as good as he has been in the past. That doesn't make any sense. I, I can't make my brain get to that point. Mm-hmm. I believe in the talent immensely. I think now he has been put in a horrid situation. And I could be wrong, but I'm not going to bet on it. Right. I come down on Cooper Cup as a guy who I don't I don't I don't want him. I'm seeing him being drafted right after Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson in these drafts. Like, in the first round, he's 7-9. to I don't know that I've been in a mock draft that he hasn't been taken in that that realm. I've seen him go as high as 6. To me, that's insane. I get he's the only option with Matt Stafford. (laughs) But do you expect that team's going to be really good this year? Do you expect that? They weren't good last year. It's just going to be fine that they'll pick up after last year and everything will be hunky-dunky and he'll be back to triple crown winner. 
Would you like to hear the list of receivers that scored more points per game last year than Cooper Cup in PPR leagues? Yes. Would you like to hear it again? That was it. He was in the message one. repeat the line. Oh, and that team was absolutely god awful. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed. Okay. I mean, Except because for your quarterback of, gotten older, and well, last year your quarterback was uh, holding a clipboard, so he's hurt. I don't know what he's going to be like when he gets on the field. I don't care because this is a slot receiver. This is like, uh, to me, this is like it's like a running back. Oh well, the quarterback's awful. Okay, well they're going to throw it to somebody. So you, you can't throw it deep because let's say Stafford gets hurt and they're to a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Do you not mean that? Does that not mean that Cooper Cup's going to get just inundated with targets? And there's nobody else. Yeah, maybe. It would stand to reason. Sure. Bad quarterback play, to me, props up running backs and slot receivers. And at times tight ends. Depends on who the tight end is. It takes away from high-end outside receivers. But I, I don't worry about that with Cooper Cup at all. I don't particularly want to take him that high. Mm-hmm. Mine is more a, a fear of there is just absolutely nothing else on that team that I have to deal with, so I could triple him, and I am not scared of anything else here. But even then, I think he's going to do what he's done in the past. Mm-hmm. He'll catch 10 passes for 78 yards, and if I get lucky, he falls in the end zone. Yep, That makes him worth a first-round pick. I don't want to take him in the top five, but which I'm seeing more than I'm – I've seen more receivers go higher this year than I've ever seen before. Right. And you know my rule on fantasy football. I'm going to do the exact opposite of whatever you do. You stop taking tight ends in the first two rounds? Cool, I'll have Travis Kelsey in every league I'm in. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't take quarterbacks early? Cool, I'll have Pat Mahomes in every league I'm in. You want to take receivers high? Cool, I'll take them late. And that's that's where I'm at. I, I just I feel like now there are more receivers than there have ever been. And once you get outside of the top five, there's not a huge difference. Right. I don't see the need to go for the top <laughs> echelon of wide receivers. I'm going to load up at running back, and I'm going to take my chances with the wide receivers later in the draft. Because there are a lot of them. They come out of nowhere every year. And I feel like that's that's the path to righteousness for me. At least early in this drafting season. Well, you had three that averaged over 20 points a game last year. That was it. It was Cup, Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. Uh, between 19 and 14, you had over 20. So there's not a huge difference from the the highest of high side. Once you get outside of those guys, then there's a lot that are in the same trajectory you are in the sportsocracy this is espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 coming up after the sports center update top of the hour it'll be daily draft time jeremy and i are going to be uh drafting the fantasy football players to avoid the ones that scare the heber jeebers out of us uh we'll be drafting those as well as continuing the off-season files for this 2023 nfl season we got the kansas city chiefs and the L.A. Rams to get to up next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. 
It is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy, live in the Ingalls studio. We're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Click that live video link. Subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. Top of the third hour of the program. It's always the Daily Draft. Jeremy, since you have been gone for what, well, it seems much longer because I was gone the week before you were gone. I was about to say, it could not possibly feel any longer to you than it did to me. Well, Doug, it feels like I haven't seen you in a month. So it's glad to, I'm glad that we could reconvene here uh, and, and, and bring the best damn show, uh, sports show in Beer City to you on this here day, live from the Ingalls studio. Uh, but but I'm gonna, you, you got you to gotta have the first pick. You got to have the first pick today as we're doing uh, your do not draft lists. And for Who's me, on your list, who are you not touching in fantasy football this year? For me, that falls directly to Derrick Henry. That's going to be the first one on my list because I, I just I don't understand how DeAndre Hopkins is supposed to make me feel so much warmer and fuzzier. <laughs> about this than i did before now he loosens up the box i'm not saying he's not gonna help but you know how i feel about older running backs Mm -hmm. you know how i feel about uh, teams that are going to be behind all the time and i just don't really believe in this team and so i fall into with derrick henry i i don't think he can possibly live up to it and there's too many running backs that i like as much if not better I mean, look, I've been calling for the Derrick Henry fall off for three. This is year yes. three. Yes. And it's been much more inconsistent over the last two years mm-hmm. than it was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I haven't got there yet, but I but think, it's coming. I, I think this is when it happens. And and I don't really see a way that it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just time's going to catch up with him, and that's that, that's what's going to do him in. I mean, we've talked. The tread I, I, on the tires is very thin. He's been used unlike, uh, well, Christian McCaffrey-esque usage by the Tennessee Titans for the last few years. Well, I mean, the thing is, if if it doesn't fall off the tracks for Derrick Henry this year, uh, I, I need to start using him as the, well, he's the exception to my rule about mm-hmm. touches and carries and age. Yep. Plus, the offensive line is just bad. Time waits for no man. Time waits for no man, and Derrick Henry, he is on his last legs as a star running back in fantasy football. Father time is undefeated, as they say. My number one is going to be Cooper Cup. It's because I'm never going to take him. I'm never going to take him where you have to take him in a draft. Like I said in the last hour, I'm seeing him in all the mock drafts I've been in so far go between six and, or let's say five and eight or nine in the first round. I'm not doing that. I get that he gets a lot of uh, touches and there's nobody there to compete for targets with him. Nope. But I also feel like that's a recipe for disaster. That's the, I think the, the competing for targets is why he doesn't really, it doesn't really scare me Uh, because I just, I don't know who else you're supposed to throw it to. I mean, is Tyler Higby going to eat into that much of a or Hunter Long? Well, see, that it worries me more when I think about 
the opportunity with with as many touches as he's going to have, the opportunity for injury goes up. And how old is he? Twenty nine. Mm, how old is Cooper Cup? He is thirty. He's thirty. There you go. Wow. Everybody talking about oh, thirty year thirty year old wide receivers, they just die. Okay, y'all are forgetting that with Cooper Cup, just because you don't think he's been around that long. It's because we didn't know who he was for the first three years of his NFL career, right? Didn't he? Come, he was one of those that came in as an older gent. Oh, uh, he had. Pl- I think he played five years in in, in college. Yeah, or he was he, in college for right, five and years. then he floundered around for the first two years of his career, and then he starts putting up numbers. And I'm I just, mean, he had almost a thousand yards as a rookie, so I'm gonna say, did he? yeah. Maybe I just 2017 right was his mind. first year. He didn't start that many games, uh, and he's really only had the one year was a was a bit of an outlier mm-hmm. because he has not had production like that. He's also had some injury issues, mm-hmm. so I, I'm not gonna say I don't get it. I just genuinely think that Rams team is horror awful. I'm seeing him in mock, in mock drafts and actual drafts going ahead of Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brent, that whole crew. And to me, he's behind all of them. I get it. So there won't be a scenario where I have Cooper Cup on my team. I'm not sure how much I will have him, just solely because I don't take a receiver that high. But for me, it's not because I have an aversion to him. I'm more having aversion to taking receivers that high. Mm-hmm. It's not personal. It's business. Facts don't care about your feelings. Exactly. So Cooper Cup, he's my he's my first that I will stay away from because there's no shot I'm drafting him that high in the first round. And then? And then... It's a Dolphins receiver, but a don't know which one i'm thinking tyreek hill you can have them both i'm thinking tyreek hill is the one one of these receivers is going to have a hell of a year as long as Tua stays healthy and all of that and i know how big of a question mark that is i just don't feel like you're gonna get what you wanted out of this if you take tyreek hill at mid of the middle of the second round and I, for me, Tyreek Hill's probably the first one that I would feel good about taking. Because I don't According really... to your uh, – you like to use the fantasyfootballcalculator.com yes. slash ADP. That yes. shows you over many services where these guys are being taken. With the number one pick in the second round, that's where Tyreek Hill's average draft position comes in at the moment. Yeah, I'm fine with that. that the rent is too damn high for me. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I could care less. I'll, if you tell me no. I can get Tyreek Hill in the second round, uh, in. Really? Signed up for it right now. Okay. So you got that last pick in a 12-man draft at the end of the first round. You're going with Tony Pollard as your running back? Or probably not the one I would take, but Brees Hall, Nick Chubb. He's fine. I'm trying to think of running backs that are in that in that realm of back end of the first round. And you, then you'll follow that up with Tyreek Hill. I'm just not doing it because I'm taking running backs. Y'all are focusing on the wrong things, in my opinion. <laughs> You're it. focusing on uh, wide receivers, and I feel like as volatile as the running back market is, you got to focus on running backs early. 
And I don't see a path where you're going to have two elite fantasy receivers for that team. As high, as much as you want to get out of a early second round pick, late second round pick. Well, and, and I guess my I, I guess my question on what you just said is okay. How much more hurt do you think Tua can be than he was last year? Because last year, in terms of points per game, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill was three. Jalen Waddle was roughly 12, 14. Okay. That's two in the top 14. And I don't know that you're going to see any less of a, I'll just take the risk. It's too much of a risk for me. It's not for me. Now there was a, you know, but I would say if I had to choose, I'm not drafting Tyreek Hill and I'll wait to see if I can get Waddle later. I gave you both Dolphins receivers because you'll have to take Jalen Waddle in the first three rounds. And, and yeah, you, you said that that way, and I, I'm, I'm going to hold you to absolutely because I think that's going to age like milk. I gave you two shots because for me there is a and and I did this on purpose. All right, so when we play the daily draft, one of the things we always talk about is you have to know your opponent. Well, I know Mr. Spencer quite well, and he doesn't let anything die. When he believes something, he sticks with it forever. Mine, or my second pick, is Jonathan Taylor. And I cannot believe you didn't take him with one of your first two. Oh, I'm going after him. I'm taking him. I think that might be the most delusional thing you've ever seen. Really? All right, so make this make sense to me. He was not good last year. Correct. Fact or fiction? Fact. I could argue at quarterback he is now worse than he was last year. I don't think it can get worse than last year. Okay. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Do I now have a quarterback that is going to take carries from him? Yes or no? Yes. How in the world is he supposed to get better? There is nobody to take the top off. Even Michael Pittman, who I am hammered on, he's not particularly a particularly sudden feller. And I'm just looking at this going, I, I don't know how you're supposed to run. The line's not great. They weren't great last year. And he but wasn't. they've been great. And, and that's fine. And he wasn't. He wasn't mm-hmm. great last because year. Because the line wasn't great. And now the same five guys I'm supposed to think that's markedly better with a rookie quarterback. They had some injury issues last year. So and- you, it's, All right. So you had Matt Ryan last year, who, mm-hmm. yes, he is as athletic as a, uh, a roll of used toilet paper. Yep. And now you have a more athletic quarterback. You don't have as cerebral of a quarterback. I don't care what you think about Anthony Richardson. You're absolutely He's right. not a 16, 17-year vet in the NFL that's going to get all of these protections lined up correctly. You're going to be behind a lot because that defense is not good. And you're telling me Jonathan Taylor's all of a sudden going to be this pass-catching PPR monster from, oh, by the way, a quarterback that didn't throw it to running backs? I don't buy it. I don't buy it, and you're talking about the rent being too high? The rent on Jonathan Taylor is entirely too high to me. Where would you take him right now? I told you. I said Second round. Start of the second round. Well, his current ADP is 10. There's a chance Out. I can get him. There's I, a chance I can get him at the turn. Okay. Fun game. I'm going to say a name. You tell me if you would take this individual mm-hmm. or Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Josh Jacobs. Jonathan Taylor. 
you were on recreational crimes because the, <laughs> I, I didn't even think that one was hard. I, was, I, I thought that was like a baseline. Okay, let's go higher. And now I'm going to mock you if your answer is not what I think it should be. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb. No, it's Nick. Okay. All right. So we figured out where the line of crimes is, and it's at completely out of your I'm mind. Not a, obviously, this goes into the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, yeah, I'm out. Because I don't know that he's going to be any better than he was last year. Now you add some contract well, turmoil in there. Well, there's no one running back football last year. Right. So I don't, I don't necessarily need him to be that good. No. I don't see but a way But I don't see a possibility that he is. I don't see a way that he's drastically worse. Who's supposed to take carries from him? Zamir White? Yeah, nope. I don't, don't believe it. Not <laughs> even a little bit. Okay. All right. Uh, Tony Pollard. Yes, Tony. Okay. You're maddeningly inconsistent. Uh, <laughs> Derek Henry. That's close. That's a coin flip for me. For me, it would be. Uh, my nightmare is that I get to 12 of the two best running backs left are Derek Henry and Jonathan Taylor. And I just go, <laughs> here, take my money. I've, I have, I got, I got got by the draft order here. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'll do one more just because I'm trying to place exactly where you are here. Okay. Brees Hall. That's a breeze. Unless the Dalvin thing happens. So if I do it right now, and you know that's a possibility, you would still take Brees Hall ahead of him? No, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. Okay. I would take literally every person I just said ahead of Jonathan Taylor and wouldn't think about it twice. Because you're going to lose a ton of carries to Anthony Richardson. And just think about it this way. It, to me, it, and this is in my head how I'm I'm rationaling what you're going to get out of Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. What was Justin Fields last year? Was David Montgomery particularly good last year? No. No. Was Khalil Herbert good last year? At times, but it wasn't consistent. Mm-hmm. I would, and Jonathan Taylor's more talented than either of the two of them. But I also could see you. Fields didn't turn the ball over an insane amount. I could see Anthony Richardson turning it over an insane amount. Then you're behind, mm-hmm. and then you have to throw, mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm good. Okay. I, I can't find a way that I'm going to do it. I feel like with Shane Steichen running that offense, there's there are, there are possibilities there for more running lanes for Jonathan Taylor. Dump-off work could be significant because if we're going to have to pass the ball, I don't know that I want Anthony taking those shots down the field. And I get that, but you're going to have to completely change his mindset as a quarterback, and you're going to have to – Shane Steichen is going to have to believe way more in Jonathan Taylor's ability to catch passes than anybody else ever has. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just – that's too many hypotheticals for me. I can't do it where you have to do it with him. Okay, so you're staying away from JT. Yes. We'll take a quick break, as Jeremy planned it. Come back from the break. He'll give us his third pick of the draft. The do not draft list for fantasy football in 2023. Daily draft continues next. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. 
The original Tough Man Contest hits the ring at Silverado's in Black Mountain July 28th and 29th. See the toughest fighters go toe-to-toe in live action. Tickets are 20 bucks in advance and 30 the day of the show. The original Tough Man Competition, July 28th and 29th at Silverado's in Black Mountain. Ringside and VIP tickets are available. Get yours now at SilveradosWNC.com. SilveradosWNC.com. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer. And the good ones, somehow, a little better. That's what family is all about. Whether they walk on two legs or four. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! Yeah, the NFL season, it's its right around the corner. Fantasy oh, football getting, season has We've arrived. gotten out of the doldrums. Camp opens in less than a month. Yes. We're, we're here. We've made it. Oh, we made it. When does camp open? Oh, in like a week. I was going to say, yeah. you said less than a month. I was thinking, what? it's like next week. Honestly, like- because I looked, at, I saw training camp on my screen. I was What I was trying to say is the first preseason game is less than a month away. There you go. And I got confused because, you know, I, I've been gone for what feels like forever. Was that August 18th? Something like that? No. August 3rd. August 3rd? Like the, the, is the Hall of Fame game. Okay. There you Jets go. Jets and the Browns. Ah. I'm surprised you don't have a countdown on your app or whatever. I mean, it's the preseason. Look, look, you know, the, the preseason, it's it's like a little, it's like your little flappetizer. All right. It comes out. It's lovely. It's fine. You know, it's your, it's your, it's your queso. But it's the Hall of Fame game. It's your chance to see your boyfriend, Aaron Rodgers, play a series. Aaron, if that. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers will put on a helmet and go, I believe that was enough for me. Uh, as you're getting ready for your fantasy football, yeah, it's uh, it's coming up quick. All right, uh, training camps are just days away, and the the preseason action it begins in just a couple of weeks. So, fantasy football is ramping up, and we're talking about the players on your do not draft list. So far, Jeremy's got King Henry and Jonathan Taylor. I've got Cooper Cup and the Miami wide receivers. And now I'm going to say one that might catch you a little off guard coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. It's Garrett Wilson. Really? Do you know where he's going right now? Where? Uh, right now, he is the 10th receiver. He is 21st overall. That, that seems is high. crazy to me. Look, I think he's a phenomenal talent. I think he's a top 10 receiver in this league. I've said that. I don't know that he will statistically be a top 10 receiver in this league Mm -hmm. because I just don't – I struggle to believe that just because Aaron Rodgers has shown up that now Robert Sala is going to be completely different than who he has been for the two years as Jets head coach. Anytime this team throws more than 35 times in a game, bad things happen. Now, that was with much different quarterback play. That was with a much different defense. That was much with, with a much different running game. I get it. I'm looking at the Dalvin Cook thing. I'm looking at the Brees Hall thing going, you're going to run more than people think. 
you're going to tell Aaron, don't make boo-boos. You don't have to be MVP, Aaron. We don't need you to be that. Mm -hmm. We need you to be captain consistency and have one of those I threw four interceptions all year type seasons. Right. And I just don't know that that can sustain Garrett Wilson going that high. I think he's going to be a phenomenal talent. And this could be a crazy breakout year. I'm just not sure I can get from where he was last year to now. I mean, he's going ahead of guys like Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, and I, I'm just I'm DK Metcalf. I'm, I'm not just there. Can't get there. I'm, I'm just not there. Mm-hmm. That is very surprising to me. That I would say it, or that, that he's that high. That, that you would say that that he is on your do not draft list. Only because um, he's going too high. And, and if and I can I get catch it. him in the fourth round, then now we can talk. Sure. I, I also struggle to believe that he's going to be my number one receiver. And where he's at, he almost has to be. Okay. Garrett Wilson, number three for Jeremy Green. My number three do not draft list. And again, I'll just point out this is not that we hate these players or we think no, they're, they're going to be trash. They're just too high. The rent is too damn high on these players. Now, if you go over to Jeremy's uh, favorite ADP calculator, the fantasy football calculator. Which is funny. I finally got you on that, and I'm using fantasy pros. Which which is the one I used to use, and he told me, no, you got to use this one now. Where does the where, – where does your sheet that you're looking at now, mm-hmm. where does fantasy pros have Jameer Gibbs? 37. 37 overall. So third round? Yes. Well, beginning of the fourth. Uh, Fantasy football calculator has him in the 10th round, which is dumb. And that's why I don't use that right now. Okay. I wait and because it takes a – so it, the one you're using takes a combination of things that have happened in the last 30 days. The problem is that those are almost all redraft, and those get th- thrown out, but, and it, it skews the numbers. It's, it skews the numbers. If okay. you look at our chat, Jameer Gibbs might go in the first round. So – I. Well, and see, that's where I was headed with this, was that Jameer Gibbs is on my do not draft list because the rent is going to be too damn high. Look, I'm going to say the same thing about Jameer Gibbs that you keep telling me about Kyle Trask. They went and got another guy for a reason. Oh, God, please tell me you're not talking about David Montgomery. Absolutely, I'm talking about David Montgomery. If I'm having to draft Jameer Gibbs in the top three rounds of the draft david montgomery is going to take work away from him they signed him to a two-year deal for a reason he's going to be around for a while that none of the money in the second he's going to get all those vulture carries that uh, jamal williams got with deandre swift god we couldn't see this any more different if we tried really which did they do first did they sign david montgomery first or they draft jameer gibbs first they signed david montgomery first there you go Yeah, you're worrying way too much about Dave Montgomery. Okay. I couldn't care less about him if I tried. So you'll feel happy to get him in the third round of a draft. Oh, yeah. If you tell me my top two running backs were Jameer Gibbs and B. John Robinson, (laughs) cool, let's go. (laughs) Saddle up, ride, let's go. Uh, No, no thank you. Again, the rent is too damn high. Oh, yeah. Jameer Gibbs, I'm perfectly fine. And I'll be 100% honest with you, I might take him higher than his ADP has him going right now. But why? If it's not a dynasty, you're doing it wrong. Uh, Okay, ask yourself this: Who would you take? Who would you rather have, Kenny Walker or uh, Jameer Gibbs? 
Kenny Walker. I'm not even again. Second time we've done that. Second time I thought I was giving you one that was really easy, <laughs> and not so much. Uh, yeah, for me that's not even close. Okay, Kenny Walker's two full rounds behind Jameer Gibbs to me. Okay, can't catch. They drafted Zach Carbonet in the second round. Mm-hmm. Look, there is one time that you can really look at where somebody's drafted, and it tells you everything you need to know. Jameer Gibbs went at 12. Seattle took a running back in the second round. Mm-hmm. That should tell you that you're going to get a committee in Seattle, and it doesn't matter how good the guy is. People get lost in that in fantasy football. Oh, Kenny Walker's such a great player. Mm-hmm. And they just used a second-round pick to find a, to find a running back that can catch, which means he's going to be in for no better than 50% of the snaps. Out. Jameer Gibbs can do it all, and they took him at 12. David Montgomery, how many U.S. doll hairs are guaranteed on the second year of that deal with David Montgomery? Oh, I'll give you a hint. It's as many years as in my hand right now. None of them. Zero. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Vet back. Ah, we lost Jamal, Jamal Williams. And he might vulture some goal line carries. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about anything else. Yeah. I'm not there. I'm not there with Jameer Gibbs. I just well, tomorrow I we were tomorrow we're going to play the guys that we are higher on than the industry, and you know it's funny your list in this one is looking very similar to my <laughs> list of that one. Um, after Jameer Gibbs, it's Christian Kirk. There's a point where I will get to him. But I don't know how much work he's going to lose to Calvin Ridley. And I think it's going to be a lot. A lot more than you want it to be. The guy had 133 targets or something like that last year because there was no way. He was the one. He's not the one anymore. And he's taking – he's going to – I feel like he's going to take a fall off a cliff. Very, at the very least, he's a very good 1B. you got to remember, they paid him a boatload of money, and he was good last year. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know exactly where he's going because I didn't get that deep. Um, let's see. Calvin Ridley's currently going as wide receiver 21. He's at 51 overall. Christian Kirk is at 65. Yeah, wide receiver 29. Let's go. Let's, let's do Taking that. Taking it? Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans or Christian Kirk? It's Mike Evans. It's Christian Kirk. It's not close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Baker. Four words. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. End of message. Repeat the line. Yeah, I, I have no qualm with, with Christian Kirk. There is another receiver that is a big name and I'm I, I don't I don't love it. And you're you're gonna look at me funny when I say this. Mm-hmm. It's Devontae Adams. Why? Just because what? He's not worth a second round pick to you? <sighs> All right. In terms of talent, absolutely. Take this journey with me. Which one of these is not like the other? Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. Who may or may not even be healthy, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And if he's not healthy, then what do we do? Because you didn't even bring back Jared Stidham. So, what's the plan now? 
And I, I just I cannot invest a second round pick in a guy who might be catching his passes from Dave in accounting. I can't wrap my brain around that. Okay. It's just it's too high for me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then it's it's a name that shouldn't surprise you even in the least. It's TJ Hawkinson. I do not know what he has done to all of a sudden be a, a, a guy that in a, to me, a scarier offense than he was in in, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, now he's put in like the same conversation as Mark Andrews. And to me, that is full-on dumb-dumb talk. And I can't wrap my brain around it to save my life. Because he's the two op- he's the number two option now for okay. Kirk Cousins. Okay. And? It's going to boost his targets. It'll boost his 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 opportunity to score. That's okay. the thought here. There's no more Adam Thielen, so he takes over the number two role. Okay. Let's play a fun game. Last year, TJ Hogginson was the number two tight end in fantasy football. Okay. How many points did Travis Kelsey score more than him? Kelsey was one. I don't know, 78. 100. Okay. Now, of TJ Hawkinson's 215 points, which he scored in PPR leagues, how many times did he score more than 35? In a single week? Mm-hmm. Zero. Twice. Okay. That's a third of his points. We're in two games because okay. that's what he does. How many times did he score less than 10? Four. Seven. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those ridiculous games, those are non-replicable. I'm not telling you you won't have one big one. Mm-hmm. He's much more in the – I mean, I think he could finish as the top five tight end just because there aren't a lot of high-end guys. Mm-hmm. You're taking him as a, he said, no doubt, top five. And I don't see it. I don't see it. I think he's fine. I I have him and Pat Fryermuth like neck and neck. One of them I'm getting 50 full picks later. So I will do. I, I will go the fryer mouth a hundred times out of a hundred. Okay. Final pick. Do not draft list. Hmm. Who can I say here that's going to tick Jeremy off now? You know. I think I'm at this point on Javante Williams. And it's not anything personal. Obviously, he's a North Carolina guy and love him to death. But I don't know at this point I want anything to do with Denver. There's a reason they brought in Samaj Piran, right? Coming off the ACL injury, I don't trust it. That's been a slow roll in the recovery process for him anyway. And I just don't know how much opportunity there is going to be there for him. I mean, he's obviously going to get his carries. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Where he's going, I am not worried. In the Where do least. they have him on the list? Let's see here. Uh, put it this way: I went through the top seventy-five, and I never saw his name. Really? Uh, seventy-eight. He's running back twenty-eight right now. Uh, sign me up. Sign you put up for Javante. 
because uh, Alexander Madison's one spot behind him, and those two are not even in the same stratosphere. <laughs> Frankly, you can tell me Javante Williams only has one leg, and we haven't seen it. I still would take him ahead of Alexander wow. Madison. And he's oh, one spot behind David Montgomery. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pass. I will pass on that. You're going full on Javante Williams. Uh, I mean, it's not full on. I'm taking him in what the seventh round. Seems wild. Let's go. I don't. I don't think I've been in a lot of people. A lot of people are doing the same thing you are. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's coming off the ACL, and then he does that thing of he's 45 on ESPN, and you've got a 45, a 59, and a 68. Uh, wow. Why is that guy still here? Because nobody wants to be the one that does it. Right. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm not scared in the least. I'm not. uh, I mean, if I can get him in the eighth round or something, okay. And now you got to understand this was where we're at right now. I think we've all come to the conclusion that Alvin Kamara, if he is suspended at all, is going to be for a very short period of time. Yes. So that will push him down even a little bit more because Kamara was going in mid rounds. By the way, that's why you don't draft in July. But yeah, I don't care. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, uh, you want to do an undrafted free agent? Only because there's one more guy that I have to say every time we talk about people that I can't stand. Okay, go ahead. Uh, no, you go first. It would theoretically be yours, and I know you're not thinking who I'm about to say. Oh, no. I, I, Tua. There's not a shot. There's not a shot that I'm reaching out to get Tua. I don't care when it is. Uh, mine is uh, James Nathaniel Connor for the 15th year in a row. <laughs> the next time I have him on a fantasy football team will be the first time. I don't think I could even have 17 domestic lights and accidentally go, yeah, that one. I was gonna, I, I feel like you did that once. I feel like you did James Conner one year in a PP or in a I did, points and per that, carry league. I did and in that stupid NFL.com your... league that you did because I didn't care because I was, well, let's just say it was a Sunday and I'd had a domestic lighter five <laughs> and the stupid computer gave it to me and that's the worst team I've ever had. He piddled in your cornflakes and you're like, no, never again. Oh, yeah. James Conner at this point would, like, have to save a a basket of puppies uh, and, like, give a whole bunch of money to charity and uh, no. Oh, and by the way, they can't run a greasy bag of a cat's keister. So, you know, (laughs) that that, that doesn't hurt anything. Oh, this is the Sportsocracy. Don't forget, you can get in on the ultimate fantasy football draft experience with us. The link's to the contest are in the description of the YouTube video. Uh, and if you think we're two, you know, big morons and that you're so much better at fantasy football than us, you can play against us in the battle for the belt. And we might have to hand you a very bedazzled championship belt that says you're better than us, like we did with Michael Menos last year. When we come back from the break, time to pick up on the off-season files again. Looking ahead to 2023 for the Kansas City Chiefs and the L.A. Rams. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800 627 1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next? Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. 
Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. It is the sportsocracy and time for the most important message of the day, Jeremy Green. Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. Hey, uh, while you were gone, did you see this uh, little viral story on the internet about the uh, latest dumbassery from the environmental protest movement? I I did not, but I'm intrigued. There were uh, there were there were a couple of protesters in Germany who you know the, who cares what they did less emissions whatever they used some kind of an epoxy glue mixture to uh adhere their hands to the pavement on a german road and they had to chisel out the concrete because the cans could not be removed now i've not seen an update on this story this is why we need mullet mayor because i i would have a decree there but the uh <laughs> the the possibility was raised that these two geniuses are going to have to have their hands amputated because they just can't get them apart because of the mixture that they used with the, i mean there's a picture of the two of them their hands side by side with all this glue and gook all over it and they're holding a piece of the road because they couldn't get it get the hands unstuck well uh now there's been a uh, a new wave of dumbassery and now they're targeting or they have targeted Nancy Walton. Now, the last name you should know, the Walton family. There was a great television show in the 80s. Of Walmart fame. Ah, ah, yes. Nancy just happens to be a grandchild. And she was given stock, but now she has a fortune that ranks on the list of, you know, biggest fortunes in the world of like $7.7 billion, but not anybody involved in the decision-making process for no. Walmart. She doesn't have like a CEO tag that she can influence what they do. Well, uh, there was a So basically group. she was born on third base and uh, potentially could feel like she had a dribble. 100%. That, that where we're headed here? 100%. Her $7.7 billion uh, uh, net worth has amassed her a lot of toys, obviously, and... $300 million is what she spent on a super yacht. She got any Legos? I mean, if you're going to have oh, a lot sure. of toys, Legos are really, it's, it's pretty high. Uh, I'm sure. She she could afford all of them. And Futuro Vegetal, which is a Spanish environmental group, targeted her $300 million yacht while it was in port in Ibiza. And they spray painted it black and red using a fire extinguisher so they have like loaded the fire extinguishers with spray paint and they go out and spray the side of this 300 million dollar yacht and we're holding up a sign that said you consume equals others suffer look i i I get where your heart's at guys but your head has to be in a better place because if you're going to do things like this, obviously these people have been arrested, they've been detained, they're going to be facing charges, all of that. But, I mean, if you're going to target wealthy people, 
Shouldn't you be targeting wealthy people that have some kind of a say in things? Like, in theory, yes. You just don't, I, I don't know. I, it just seems so idiotic to me to do things like this. And, and how do you feel like you're even getting the message across uh, at all? Because gluing yourself to, to a street and having your hands amputated, I see that and go, hilarious. <laughs> uh, I think it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Actually. Oh, you're an idiot. Yeah, I do. I mean, personally, I feel like this world took a hard right turn into complete stupidity when we stopped letting stupid people do stupid things. But and we're then the sending a message, yeah, that you're a moron. Yeah, here's the thing. You know what I've, you know what I learned over the course of the last week? Nobody cares what you think. Our That's, lives are at stake, and so because of that, you're going to target the granddaughter of Mr. Walton. I don't get that. At awesome. All. Yep. And you know what? nobody will ever remember you did that no. that's sweet but you got your you know you got your two little minutes or three little minutes here on uh, a little old radio station in yep. north carolina congratulations and now you don't have any hands <laughs> uh, my story is about manuel diego sosa he did a thing that i would wager a lot of other people have done and it it, it caused him a, a great kerfuffle what do you do with a license plate when uh, you don't need it anymore Oh, you just throw it in a trunk in your closet and don't forget about it. That's that's acceptable. That's not correct. Uh, I mean, I have to... I have a collection of like eight of them that will tell you you're wrong. Well, maybe you will learn <laughs> from the uh, from the the error of Mister Sosa's ways, because he was much like you, and he thought once I'm done with a license plate, I don't really need it anymore. No, and so instead of throwing it in a closet like you just said, he threw it in the trash at an auto zone. Now, what do you think I'm getting ready to say? Somebody dug it out of the trash and used it in a crime. Correct. <laughs> Mr. Sosa was at his house when Denver police showed up and arrested him on theft charges. Yikes. Now, Mr. Sosa is a lawyer, and he said, I don't do crimes. They also noticed something very strange because they caught the person that did the thievery on camera because this happened at a Walmart store. And it was a man that stole a $199 speaker and climbed into a car bearing Mr. Sosa's license plate. The only problem is that on the video, they showed that the thief had a neck tattoo. Mr. Sosa does not. So they figured out, oh, well, I think we might have the wrong person here. But that was not before Mr. Sosa was taken to police headquarters and questioned for quite some time. Don't just throw a license plate away. Also, I'm, I am only going to say what I'm getting ready to say one time. If you own a business, invest in your camera system. That's all I'm going to say. Just maybe put a camera that you can see. Right. Because if you can't see it, then it doesn't really do anything. Mm -hmm. As obviously this Walmart learned, so, it so, just took a minute. So let me get this straight. So when, when you are done with the license plate, you You're are supposed, supposed to, to send, send it back, that back to the DMV. Yes. Uh, uh, so, and you know why? So people can't take your license plate and do crimes with it. Mm. Yeah. That's also why you don't throw bang bangs in the trash. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah don't do that. Yeah. Anything that could be used to commit a crime, you should dispose of it appropriately. See, I never thought about that. Never thought about that. But, of course, like I said, 
Yes. Uh, I have currently in my possession, well, not here, but in my possession, I have every license plate I've ever had. And Never sent a- them back to the state. I've got North Carolinas, South Carolinas, Georgia. Have a cool message. I got, got Tennessees. A, did you ever get a custom <laughs> said like tankster? No, I never went for the vanity plate. Not a very vain kind of guy. Oh, I am. I'm the first person to admit that I'm an idiot. So not a lot of vanity on this side, and I just not not pay. I'm cheap as hell. Okay, I'm not paying thirty five dollars for a vanity plate. That's all it is. I don't know. I think that was the last time I priced them, which was probably 10 years ago. See, I've never come up with anything that would be funny enough for me to do because I feel like I, I, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a joke maker. That's what I do. I make jokes. And I've never found anything that I could put in eight characters on the back of my car that would be funny enough for me to go, yep, I want that forever. But yes, you, you don't throw away license plates. Hmm. It, it, ends, it ends badly. Yeah. No, don't ever throw them away keep your own collection until somebody comes asking for them and by my own personal experience no one will ever come asking for that it is the sportsocracy and this is cspn Asheville. rogue combat club Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training has a goal for our community one that's stronger more fit and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumb a bag of hammers. It is ESPN Asheville. Just a couple of more minutes left in the program today. The big story of the day was watching the deadline for long-term extensions with the franchise tag players in the NFL. None of them got a deal. Yep. Game and win. Nothing for Saquon, nothing for Josh Jacobs, nothing for Tony Pollard. Pollard is one that has signed his tag, so he's expected to play. Now comes the question, will Josh or Saquon sit out? And I don't think they will. I don't either. I don't, I don't see how as a running back you do. You just have no leverage. Right. You're getting $10 million. Be thankful for the $10 million that you got, and hopefully you can work out some kind of an extension throughout the season or whenever you can. Now you can't, right? The way no. the rule goes, you yeah. cannot come up with a new contract extension before when? Uh, before next offseason. Before the offseason? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there you go. You got free agents next year. Josh Jacobs. If you don't get franchised again. And which Saquon Barkley. Also entirely possible. That's very true. Uh, but while we were gone, and I do have to, you know, sneak this in right here in the back of the uh, program because uh-huh. I was I was doing my civic duty. <clears throat> you have to watch my stand up special if you want to hear the story on that. That's <laughs> the way it goes. Can't talk about it here. Uh, I mean, I can, just can't say it the way I want to. Uh, Quinn Williams getting the oh, big yeah. deal from the from your 2023 Super Bowl champion, New York Jets. 
got a four-year deal. Was it 96? Six. $96 million. Fine. Fine. Uh, Kenny Pickett said, Quinn Williams hit me harder than any person has ever hit me in my life. Keep doing that. Uh, Well-deserved. Glad it got done. We weren't around to talk about that when it happened. Right. So, And now you might sign Balvin Cook. Make you feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, Quinn and Williams, very much so. Uh, I did not want that to carry into training camp. But, I mean, Dalvin Cook. Nah. Are you excited about that prospect? Uh, I, running back. I, it's very exciting for fantasy football. Not yeah. all that exciting for real-life football. Right. I, mean, I think he's fine. I'm not going to be averse to it, but it is what it is. We'll see. The Jets have spent a lot of money in this offseason. We'll see if it pays off for wins, a playoff berth, maybe a Super Bowl berth at some point it is the sportocracy this is espn Asheville. back with you tomorrow at three until then take care